Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are Up in the Mix. Hey, this is Elisa from Spoken Views Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix with The Truth, De La Photo, and The Token White Guy. Welcome to Over the Mix. This is Sean, aka the Truth, aka the Super Nicest, aka the Nar Mr. R, aka not the black dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Brunch. Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How, How the, the fuck, fuck did, did he get, get here? here? <laughs> El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, and the fucking honey badger. It's Guppy. Back again. Go Shark Productions. Extra, extra, extra. Feed all Sadoku. about it. All that fun stuff. <laughs> this is always different. <laughs> He's weird. <I> know. <laughs> yeah, self-conscious. Just dude. relax, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I might Ready. have to, you know, give you a little punch to the gut next hey. time. Let all that energy Slap out. In the face. Let all, no, no. We'll go fight that's, club. That's fight the, club out front. That's the money maker, you know. Let's wait to the gut. All right. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like on the last Boy Scout, head or gut. If you punch me in the <laughs> gut, I know it's just a check. So let's see if you get that reference. The last Boy Scout, it's on the internet. That's not, that's it's not so good. Right. I love that movie. How was your week, Caesar? Uh, the usual, oh, extra day off, which was awesome, especially with that nine to five bullshit. And I uh, got to shoot some photos for, uh, who, who did I shoot for? The Spoken Views Collective Spoken views. this morning? <laughs> yeah. So many groups, so many collectives. But yeah, shot that. Disrupting this, traffic downtown. Fuck yeah. It's making times. Making white ladies mad. I was like, it's too so early to be shit. pissing people off. Yeah. She probably didn't have her Starbucks yet. So yeah, she I was, was like, a little, <laughs> we're like just waving her on. You know, she stops for us. We're there's like, like shooting a photo. Just keep driving. There's 12 people and waving she, like, her. she like flipped out. Yeah. I was like, and then, we, and then we had you're not a, living your life right if you're that upset on a Saturday. And we morning. had we had a nice guy on his motorcycle take his time. Like it was good. So you know, fuck you, white lady. But um, you hey, know, I don't spicy. know. She was she was she was a little salty. I don't like that. Yeah, I I feel bad for her. I'm not mad at her. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because like remember that one guy who was like honking his horn waving. At yeah, us there's like people waving at us. Like yeah, it was just she's not living her best life. <laughs> she's fucking up. She doesn't even know what that is. Listen to the radio. Listen hey, to our show. Smile. <laughs> How was your week, Jake? It's emotional, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Our kitchen conversation today. Not in today. the bag. Our the, kitchen conversation. Not in the bag. For, for some of the like particular the the specific <laughs> listeners that I have out there, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about and why I'm not talking about it. So. <laughs> Way to be mysterious. Hey. You bought a car online, though, or tried to, right? I was, uh, or, I was Apparently, he bought two. Apparently, he bought two. And so I was going online, and I realized that you can go through the whole process yourself online before you even go to the dealership. So me being in the frame that I was, I was buying <laughs> – I bought a Jeep in Van Nuys. <laughs> I bought something at the Dolan up here. And then I woke up to all these text messages coming saying, come sign your paperwork and pick up your vehicle. And so uh, – We'll see. So far, my credit rating hasn't taken a hit. Shout out to Credit Karma because I woke up and checked that shit first thing. But, yeah, but uh, it doesn't update it takes, immediately. Yeah, it's like five it takes days. Takes like yeah a while. It's like five uh, seven days. So all these credit checks will be on your next. Well, yeah, you guys just ruined my <laughs> afternoon. So actually, you ruined it last night. Yeah, so, don't, don't get lost in the sauce. <laughs> don't kill me, the messenger. <laughs> thank you for bringing me back to reality. But yeah. how was your week? <laughs> my week was. Uh, 
it was pretty good. Uh, volleyball started, so got that uh, going. We had tryouts. There's like 40 girls trying out, so we're going to have to make some cuts. Damn. I know. Is that for A and B or C A and B, yeah. I'm coaching the A team this year, so. Okay. Good to see an active school. It's a little more uh, serious. So I coach the B team, you know, it's more for fun. Mm-hmm. But the A team, you know, like they want to win. Yeah, so real bad. That'll be uh, that'll be fun. That started. We had to, uh, have study hall every day for two hours. There's Forty girls in my room, eighth grade girls, just uh, just <sighs> doing stuff. I couldn't imagine that. Like, I definitely don't want to be there. It's not that bad. It's it's better than the boys. Yeah, because boys were way better. We're dumb. Idi- we're dumb. We're idiots. Yeah, they're not even that. Bad. They're not even too like. I just put my head like I was put my headphones on. I was doing the radio show, you know, picking the songs for that. And they're just like, I'm like, don't you know, do what you're gonna do, girls. I trust them. Some of them got in trouble yesterday, but you know, it makes it easier to pick the team. When <laughs> there you go. Fucking vice principal walks you down in the classroom. <laughs> they like, weed each other out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Besides that, you know, uh, super busy. You and our. UNR game on Wednesday. Yeah, Go Wolf killed it. Ah, what else did we, what else did I have? They had the recording, radio show, and just mm-hmm. you know, just usual busy too much shit. stuff. Yeah. Always working. I had tra- I had, you had stay grinding, Jake. Tra- training on Wednesday. I forgot about for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Was too it much. online and training? Was no, it was, it was in person. Call? Actually, oh. I had to give a. Tra- I had to do a training for the staff. And then I had Teaching two hours training after that. And I remembered that I need to sign up for six credits by the end of the semester so my license doesn't expire. So just fun stuff. All busy, <laughs> busy body. Yeah. yeah. So I got to sign up for that. I have 90 days before my license expires. What do you mean like credits? Just got to take a class or something? I have something? to take six credits of continuing education classes. Oh. So I got to sign up for Does those. it matter in anything? or It has to be education related. So I'm, I'm going to – it's like – I found some through Humboldt State University online that I can do in like a couple of weeks. I really wish other industries would do that, where they would no, make their people. Bullshit, no, no, I really wish they would make them upgrade their education every once in a while, just because some some people, you know, you get into ruts, you get into holes, and people fa- find themselves in a in just a. It does routine, keep you up on the new stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, teachers were held to a higher standard. We just don't get paid like it. So don't get paid that high standard. No, no. Salute, salute I'm always. I've taken so many classes and shit, but like the ones I taken didn't count for credit. So I have to, yeah. Anyways, we have two <laughs> very special guests joining us today. We digress. We digress. Yes. Uh, they are both involved with the Holland Project. Uh, one of them basically created it. So we have joining us Britt Curtis and Alana Berglund to welcome them to Up in the Mix. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Hello, hello, ladies. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Excited mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here with you guys. Do you guys awesome. have any AKAs that you want the listeners to know about? No, but now I'm, I'm ready to go home and start crafting my <laughs> AKA list. That's what I was thinking. I was so envious. I know. No artist name, no pen name. No or about it when you're drunk, because like my alter ego is Ernesto. Yeah, Ernesto. My alter ego is Ernesto, yeah. Mine's yeah. Jules. Yeah. I always like complained <laughs> that no one named me Violet when I was growing up, like 
I think my name is interesting, I guess, but I, I just wanted to be Violet, so maybe that's my AKA. That can be your alter ego, there Violet. You go. Mm, Violet. Did, I, did I hear brunch in your alter ego? Mr. Brunch, yeah. Mr. Brunch. I'm, 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 all about that, I'm all about that brunch life. <laughs> Legendary brunch. <laughs> yes. Mr. Brunch. Mr. Brunch. I think that's one. Is we went on a brunch that lasted 36 hours <laughs> once. <laughs> I was in pastry colors for that long. It was good. A lot of coffee spilled. <laughs> for you? <laughs> Okay, uh, every, Jake, uh, this, this is an inside Jake story we'll share with everybody. <laughs> every time I spill coffee on myself, it's a good day. Like, I don't know why, I don't know how, but if I spill coffee on myself, it's like good is luck. Is it because like, you're lost in the sign. sauce? Well, he wasn't even no, lost. It was no, like, it's just a sign yeah. of how the day's going to go. And, every, and and I've noticed it because every time I'm like, damn it, and then I have a great day. So It wasn't awesome. We got in free to this like little event that was going on. It was a good like, days. Great food and it was good. Nice. Mm-hmm. But it that's why thirty-six hours. Yeah, it was a so, long time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll work on crafting that list and report back. Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes natural. Some people like Violet. I feel like that was very organic yeah. just now. Mm-hmm. You got yourself an AKA. Violet. There you go. Finally, AKA. <laughs> <laughs> Raise the roof. It's like came up with AKA today in journal. <laughs> <laughs> today so was happy. a good day. <laughs> And I spilled coffee on myself. <laughs> yep. Well, can you guys tell our listeners, we talk about Holland Project a lot, but can you tell them what the Holland Project is? Yes. Brit. You want me to? <laughs> uh, the Holland Project is an all-ages art and music initiative by young people for young people. Uh, we're about 12 years old now. It has been an a epic uh, journey, lots of ups and downs, um, but we're very proud of where we are today. Um, our aim is sort of uh, four-pronged, I guess we could say. It's uh, art access, uh, music access, uh, workshops, and uh, like skill-building uh, opportunities, and then community engagement um, slash activism, depending on who we are talking to. Nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, we do about 250-something events a year in all the different uh, aspects of Holland. So uh, exhibitions in our gallery and art events. Um, Music events, poetry, film, dance, uh, workshops, special events in the community. What am I missing? Some speaking events and forums. We even had a cat cafe this year. All sorts of <laughs> live uh, stream, work. live streaming cats. Yeah, yeah, and that's coming back. Uh, bingo nights. Everybody I mean, yeah, all sorts of all ages arts and culture <clears throat> events and kind of whatever whatever field you can you can dream up. It's an artistic community gathering place i don't want to say center but gathering place for yeah i love that things that's awesome yeah can you explain your guys your, each of your roles there yes i mean it's constantly in flux uh but what's your right, official title right now i'm the executive director and alana is the managing director um i lured her back uh <laughs> this year when i uh when both actually the gallery director and i became pregnant and we convinced alana to move back from uh tennessee she was a holland kid she's uh, involved she's amazing I'll uh, let her I was gonna say I'll let her her talk <laughs> but I just want to um, I guess just just shout her out because I don't think she'll do it herself but she's a amazing person I'm glad to have her back in Reno and back in Holland so why'd you come back Alana 
Well, it, it kind of was just the right time, you know. My partner was finishing up school, and we were living in this small town, Knoxville, and there wasn't really a lot for us there. And Britt called and was like, hey, I just want you here for a couple months to do the gallery, you know. And then it kind of turned into a couple more months, you, you know, while I'm gone. And um, now I'm there full time for a while. Um, but we're happy I can, to have you. Thanks. I mean, like Britt said, I was a Holland kid, so I I was happy to come back and help because I think that Holland was really important for me as an artist or just as a, a person that facilitates art anywhere. You know, I, it was like a place that I got professional experience and I had a community of friends and um, I think it really helped boost my confidence in what I wanted to do. So to come back and be able to help others give them the tools and the resources and be someone that can help guide them through is you know Beautiful. i think valuable that's very yeah. that's amazing so when you say holland kid what do you mean by that for people who have not spent much time term, in holland yeah. project uh very loosely just someone who has um participated um in any sort of extent as a volunteer as an artist as a performer a musician i'm a committee member you know uh, anyone who has kind of been in the sphere of Holland for any amount of time, honestly. Uh, now that we're 10 years old, you know, or 12 actually, we have um, like the first generation Holland kids are all, you know, the kids that were 13, 14, 15 years old when Holland started are all in their 20s and finishing school and starting businesses or projects or whatever. Um, so just very loosely someone that has participated in our sphere. How old were you when you were hanging out there, Lana? I was older because Holland start if Holland started in 2007 I was 19 probably the first time I went to a Holland event um, and then I wasn't really that involved until um, maybe I was 21 you know um, but now yeah there's kids that grow up at Holland now there's some that I see at shows or that volunteer at the door and I met them when they were 12 you Dang. know or you know, and now they're like a, almost adults. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, the reason or they I ask, are adults. Because I was like 25 when I started hanging out there, mm-hmm. you know, going to poetry events or like plays. And now I didn't consider myself an adult then. <laughs> now I obviously <laughs> consider myself an adult. So it's like different K- perspective. Kid is but. A well, that, that's, frame of mind. That's interesting to think about because my kids have been there and they're eight and seven right now. Or yeah, <laughs> going to be seven, eight and six. Um, but they've already been there. They've already been to events there. They've already seen it and walked around and stuff. And that's crazy to think about that. I'm going to watch them or that it, this might be something in their lives. And, and especially my kids, because we were talking about early architecture where mm-hmm. my kids want to be artists. They, they're crea- really creative and stuff. And and so, yeah, if, if you can get them out there, if you can get them to events, if you can get them seeing different things and exposure that's really great and so yeah i that's really why I'm appreciate excited. that viewpoint yeah like think about because I, I think there wasn't anything like this when i was like 10 12 15 yeah definitely but now to see like a second generation of kids that are growing up with it when it's being curated by kids who grew up in it just to see how far they'll take things you know the when you have artists being taught by artists that grew up in that so like his kids you know will be involved with kids who also were in that space and it's changed in such a short amount of time. Yeah, and the and the and the kid thing, you know, kid, kid in quotes or whatever is, um, I think is really colloquial, right? Like there is a lot of cross generational stuff. We are learning, 
you know, the, the actual kids are looking up to, you know, to you, Sean and Alana and, uh, you know, the bands that have been performing, kind of the people that have like made our scene what it is. And then, you know, they're crafting it for them themselves in a new way, you know. So it's not just, you know, that that is maybe a misnomer a little bit that we battle is, you know, that Holland is for, you know, uh, a specific, very specific, small kind of age group when really the, the all ages thing truly means that, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, how did this thing come about? Like, how did it get started? What what did this start at? What kind of idea did this start at? I mean, obviously, I'm sure 12 years ago, you couldn't have imagined that it would be what it is today. Did Or did you have this plan all along? You know, what's funny is I think, yeah, it's taken 12 years <laughs> to manifest that original vision, I think, but it hasn't really changed that much, to be honest. It just took a really long time, was much harder than any of us thought. Um, you know, way more obstacles, obviously money stuff. Being in Nevada is a really different climate for nonprofit yeah. and philanthropy yeah. and youth and teens and whatever. So I think, yeah, it just has taken a thousand years to uh you know, manifest that initial vision, which really hasn't changed that much from the beginning. I mean, those those four things I mentioned earlier, uh, is it, they're the exact things that we we started with. You know, it just. I feel like any show from when you started could still be showed today, and any show from today could still be showed when you started. Yeah, the the core basics of of Holland are are the same. Yeah. Yeah. Just the outreach has grown. Uh, yeah. You know, now. Um, I mean who we were and what we were doing, what we were trying to achieve in, you know, 2006 and seven in that climate is entirely different. You know, we have like, uh, you know, now we have 12 years of programming under our belts and people aren't looking at us like, you know, you don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're talking about or, uh, reach, you know, hearing no all the time. Now we hear yes way more than we hear no, you know, because we have a little bit of a track record and, um, the brand is strong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Takes, 12, 12 take, years. Yeah. Yeah. It takes 10 years to be an overnight success, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, I think that's that hits the nail on the yeah. head. So what motivated you to, to come up with this? Where did the inspiration come from? Uh, you know, they're, they're, we call it our sister project. It's called the Vera Project in Seattle. And they are modeled after um, a, an organization called the Vera Club in the Netherlands in Holland, which is mm-hmm. where we get our name. Um, So it's kind of in homage to both of these organizations. But the original started in the 70s, was kind of this, um, the first of its kind in terms of uh, government-supported, volunteer-run, cool art and culture club. Um, You know, obviously Europe and Netherlands and stuff is very different place than uh than you know reno nevada but no, um I, I, with the legalization <laughs> i feel like we're we're, we're even getting closer. there we're like, getting there yeah. we are the sister to the amsterdam's yeah you know, so. <laughs> not till we get coffee shops oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah well shout out to the or south of bodegas yeah yeah <laughs> getting closer but like you know like you said sean you know and and a lot of people in this room you know we we grew up here we um didn't have these you know these sorts of things and um i was living in seattle and volunteering with vera and you know my mind constantly was like god i just like this is what i needed you know this was the kind of thing that i needed and um you know i i had been gone from reno for a while but i had a friend here um joe ferguson i don't know if anyone remembers him um but uh you know kind of hardcore punk rocker dude uh punk at heart started the great basin community food co-op out of the garage in his house um had a record shop called sound and fury records was promoting punk and hardcore shows um 
but he was here and doing the work and like, uh, you know, had been here really doing community stuff and music stuff and knowledge as community for a while. And we sort of, you know, um, started scheming, you know, how can we use this model that is so successful somewhere else, tweak it to make it make sense for Reno and see where we go. And you did it. Mm. Yeah. 12 years later. Mission accomplished. (laughs) It's still going. Yeah. Mm hmm. What are like the challenges for like a nonprofit? Uh, you know, this might be good for Alana to chime in because you know they're now they're they're eras. You know, like we started in a recession. Um, we were a baby. You know, we were competing with funding um, and attention and everything with organizations that had existed forever, had relationships forever that weren't run by like a bunch of random teens and young. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, you know, and we didn't know anything at that point. We didn't know really, uh, like, grant writing and, you know, legal filing and, you know, insurance. You know, when, when they told us initially we got a venue donated, like a dollar a year, they told us the only way we could get that was we needed, like, a $6,000, um, you know, insurance policy kind of thing. And to us, $6,000 in 2007 was, like, a okay, lot, yeah. well, we yeah, quit. So like, where money. are we going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and our way to, like, find that money was to do, like, this double dutch battle basically and have each team raise some money and then we like battled in the middle of winter um and made the si- but like now that seems crazy that our our the, the fastest access we had to six thousand dollars was to do a double dutch battle in the middle of december you know um but we did it and it raised the money and we got it the worked key to hey, the it, worked. Yeah, it was exactly. no GoFundMe in 2007 yeah, exactly you know? exactly so uh, you know, so the best I, double dutchers, <laughs> and it's amazing, some and it's still, it's some still some of our favorite, you know, our favorite memories of of Holland. But um, you know, for me, I think it was just like we were learning in real time. You know, the access to money was very different. I came from Seattle, which obviously is a very different world, you know, uh, in terms of fundraising. Um, and now I don't know. I'll let Alana take it because I've just been in it for so long, and now she's seeing you know it in real time in terms of like managing the development. Yeah, what's your experience been like being newer to the scene? Well, I think yeah, like in the position that I'm in, Britt and I work a lot on development, and it is really intimidating because you know at the end of the day, like we have to keep the doors open, and it's it's not that easy in Reno to find you know individuals you know, that will fund you. There's not that many grants, you know. For people politi- who appreciate what you're doing. The arts. People, stuff, it's yeah. so easy never, It's not like there was something s- there. Yeah. So they don't know. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it is like, you know, what's so great about Holland is like people are so willing to give their time and their skills and their like energy. But yeah, we still, uh, there's still a bottom line, yeah. you know. And politically, you know, as an artist and, and somebody who's been in the arts for a long time, it just gets really hard because politics are always against you. You know, even though art is proven to just be good for the soul, but it's also good for the economy. And I think that there is just always a push in you know f- the federal government specifically that trickles down to us or and it's hard to fund the arts and it's hard to get people on your side you know and we can't rely on that on the state to take to take care of us and we can't rely on any federal money for sure you know that's i mean being in the arts and culture commission for the city of reno now that's something we deal with where like we're supposed to get this funding to help promote art officially for the city and people, I mean, lots of people have a major issue mm-hmm. with tax dollars going to support art and culture. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you go back to Greece and at, like the dawning of like democracy and free society was such an important part of that. 
mm-hmm. and people just don't give a shit <laughs> and they think no. it's ter- it's like it's a mm-hmm. waste of money and even though study after study it's proven to be beneficial overall for people for business for well for uh, quality of life and well-being and people just don't see the value of that and i think that's especially in nevada it's it's a uphill battle to get people to see that. Yeah, it just may may be hard because it's just like art is just not like appreciated. Appreciated. We talk about it all the time. All the time, yeah, and like a financial like payback as well, you know? It's more than that. It's about the culture, it's about the whole pot instead of like, hey, if money goes in here, how are my how am I going to see it? And like people in Reno, I feel like specifically, like they'll pay $300 to go see a band in San Francisco. Or a hundred bucks to go to Sacramento and see a band, but they won't pay five dollars to see a band of people from here (laughs) that are actually from their community representing their community, Mm -hmm. and they won't pay five dollars for that. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, they're that the the value systems are changing and they're interesting and they're weird and they're fucked up for sure, and uh, you know, in art and music all, all across the board, that is, that is true and frustrating and hard. You know, it is really, really hard. And it's just, especially like in Nevada, it's always an uphill battle. With yeah. it. You know, it's not like, you know, like Seattle, yeah. it'll be, you know, people down to donate for art or even buy art Yeah. And here. It's just like a street. Even in the schools, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, earlier today, I was talking to Pan salutes to him. He teaches art up at, uh, in Incline village at a very wealthy school and like one parent complained about what they were doing and they ended up getting rid of like 50% of the uh, art programs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not, I mean, being a teacher, no one gives a shit about art yeah. or music. You know, that's not raising, that has nothing to do with test scores. So no one cares about it. We're raising an entire generation of kids to value, like wh- whose value is based off their ability to do well on a math or science test. And no value or incentive is put into creation or art yeah. or music. It is unfortunate that it, that is the case because we try to present artists try to present the best cases all the time to like prove everyone wrong that art is valuable. <laughs> like it's like okay, we have science that says music is great for young children and opens up their minds. Right? We have science and art is good for your health. And it's backed up by science. And then you have the finances where um, art is a $4 billion. No, it's more than that. It's a 4% of our GDP in this country, arts and culture is. That's huge. That's bigger than a lot of sectors. And so you have that money behind it. They're that stat behind it. And like people still don't care. You're like, well, well, what do you want? You don't want facts. Mm. You don't want heart. People love to consume music, but they don't like to support music. Yeah. People like to consume art. Because when you think about it, I mean, our entire lives are based around entertainment, which itself is, cre- you know, exactly. creative yeah, in a yeah, form yeah. of art. And no one supports like the grassroots part of it, the beginning. They'll, they'll, they'll support like the finished product, like, you know, the apex of it, but they're not going to support, you know, the seedlings that produce that eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's messed up and it's a hard narrative to sell when people just don't get it and they're not meeting you 
you know, they're, they're, you know, their definition of art is just like, you know, I can't draw and it doesn't matter in my <laughs> life or whatever, you know, and they're not seeing the, the larger scope, like you said, you know, and when companies are hiring creative people and needing a creative workforce and, you know, valuing those sorts of people that can think on their feet and can solve problems in a different way and think a little bit more holistically. But yeah, they're taking all of that out of our schools and they're not recognizing it at it's all. Ca- I mean, they, you know, they destroy yeah. it. Because people are, yeah. I mean, my two and a half year old niece does art. You know, you put a pencil or crayon in her hand, she creates art. It's natural. It's innate. It's what separates us from the fucking animals that we pretty much are. Yeah. And they destroy it. A lot of people. And when you go to school. Yeah. It's not encouraged at all. It's seen as frivolous and a waste. It literally is seen as a waste of time. A lot of people want the art kind of just given to them, you know, just like cookie cutter stuff, kind of like yeah. houses now, you know, everything's yeah. cookie cutter. People like the art that's like cookie cutter from Michael's, you know, yeah. that they'll put up in their thing, but they, they'll they spend $100 on that, but they won't spend $100 on a local Something artist. Actually, it was created, mm-hmm. you know, like individually created, not, you know, it's not, ba- it's not created as a fucking commodity. Exactly. Right. But art is like athletics to me. Where everybody does it when they're young, and then it just gets refined as everybody goes, and it just people get weeded out. I mean, I'm, no, I'm looking at some of the stats. They survive. The the weeded out is the wrong. Weeded out is the wrong term. They survive. Like my little brother is a perfect example. When he was younger, he used to make his own comic books mm-hmm. and draw, make design his own. What does he do now? Uh, and he hasn't done artwork since but he got to he high do school. For to pay for artwork. He doesn't. It was destroyed and stripped of him okay. as he went through school. All right. Like I, as someone who's in the school system, it's not weeded. It's not like they're selectively incentivizing so the best of the best. So his discontinue his art? It wasn't valued I, in and school. And I understand it wasn't valued in school, and I, and I see both sides to that. But was it his choice? Now that he's an adult, does he choose to discontinue any sort of art? Or does he choose? He- I haven't seen him write mm. he used to write raps he used to write poems he used to draw he hasn't done any of that since he was probably do you think 20 that's years because old. he's focused on other it just fosters, because it wasn't yeah. fostered yeah. what i'm saying is it wasn't like as fostered. A, yeah like as a child it wasn't encouraged and I, or fostered yeah. and i'm saying that we encourage everything in our children we encourage them to seek athletics we encourage them to seek the arts we encourage them to seek we but don't encourage them to but seek eventually the they have to I'm disagreeing with your your okay. analogy. Right. Well, I think I again that's would. that's maybe a narrow view of what somebody's got to pay for the art. You know, it's it's everything. We're not trying to. I mean, it'd be cool, but we're not trying to create a generation of painters or photographers. I mean, we want to support the makers and the creators and the artists, but we also want to support, um, you know, the participatory like participatory structure of that. You know, and the consumption of that and the value for that. Like, you're a photographer, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's not you know. We're not saying we need everybody in this community to be a photographer, but we're saying, you know, how Support do you, where do you show your artists. work and who's buying it and how are you making money and, you know, how does my house look with your thing, you know, mm-hmm. with your work in Our it lives are better that he is doing what he's doing. Right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, so Agreed. art, I think we need, you know, I think that is, I think we battle that it is a very narrowly defined thing, you know, and that's what I was saying. You know, it's not just like, I can't draw, that's art. You know, we do it with teenagers too. You say teens, and Sean, I'm sure you deal with this. And people see like immediately like hooded, faceless, like Hooligans. figures in masks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hooligans, I like like, like instead of themselves or their kids or whatever, you know, we, we did a project a little bit ago and you remember Sean, um, 
called like the first time project and its sole purpose was to like force people to remember that they were young ones you know and that um, music was important to them at some point in time so we asked them what was their first concert or their first show or something and everybody knows it it was a seminal experience in everyone's life like they have it at like their tip of the fingertips you know they in many cases like remember what they were wearing and what weirdo friends they were with and the car that their parents dropped them off in like the lead up to like hearing the stories was so amazing Mm -hmm. because Everyone remembers it. It was such a good moment in their life. And I think as we get older, because it's just not valued, it's looked on as like nurtured, a, it's, yeah. it's looked on as mm-hmm. something frivolous that youth can do. Right. And not something that adults in American society should value or spend time with. And that informs everything we do, from the technology we use to the... Uh, how we design our spaces to, you know, to... From, yeah, from you, everything and you, everything. Cars, like, yeah. how we see, see the television screen, how... like How cities are designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's like, what we're trying to get people to realize, yeah. is art is not it's just, you know, a drawing class. A it is yeah. our entire lives yeah. and our entire culture, and, you know, we need to remember that. Mm-hmm. So with all these challenges, what motivates you guys to do the work that you do? <clears throat> We just love to be tortured. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every artist pretty much, you know. Well, I think it's rewarding and I think that we know the value of it because we've been there, you know, and I didn't have Holland when I was growing up, but I can see the value of having it as a 15 and 14 year old. You know, I still think that they should be going to house shows in weird basements and like, you know, <laughs> doing that stuff too. But like, that it's like, fun. man, you can come here and you can like put on your own event, you know, and you can be empowered. Like, I, I want to keep that dream alive, you know. What about you, Brad? You know, for me, I, um, I'm endlessly like excited and proud and interested in what people are doing and making, you know, and it has changed over 10 years, but it is like never once been um, like, I can't remember ever feeling like uninspired or unengaged or whatever, you know, and it, like I said, it informs everything. And I believe it's like artists and these thinkers and like, you know, cultural workers who are doing like the real work of our world, you know, like politically and uh, in technology, in, um, you know, social justice, in, uh, you know, and all the things that I think that I think about and that excite me, you know, it's, it's basically like the equivalent of like Holland kids, you know, or like, you know, in all the different cities and worlds, you know, that are, that are making these moves and doing these things. And I, like, that is, that's crazy, you know? And so for me, it's just, you know, fostering that instead of stamping it out, like you said, you know, um, who who are these people that are going to be, you know, our next, like we used to say, like cultural movers and shakers, that kind of sounds dumb now, but, um, you know, the people that are going to like take this torch and run with it and, you know, light it all on fire. And, Did like, you say it's the personal, it's personally affected both of you? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I feel the same. I mean, I look at where I am now in life and 15 years ago when I was in college, like there was no create, like none of this creativity was a part of my identity even. And it was just by chance. And I think I feel lucky that it happened, but it was completely by chance. Yeah. And now with a place like Holland, it, it more kids can be, maybe get that chance that I didn't have when I, like when I was younger to get to to foster a part of themselves that maybe was there that they didn't would never developed because there was never any push or incentive to do so. Yeah. 
I think I think that's exactly it. Is I mean, I know? used to write poems and raps when I was a middle, you know, in high school. It's something I did privately to myself. I never thought I would be sharing them with anyone because there was no place to do that. There was no, mm-hmm. there was no place where I saw people doing that. So that, so like, I, that's why I think it's so cool. Like one of the girls in the photo shoot today, like one of the pe- members of the collective, she's in eighth grade and she's been doing poetry since she was in fifth grade. She's been coming to the workshops. She competes in the open mics and, and the slams and she's in eighth grade and she's sitting there hanging out, you know, with people my age yeah. and, but then there's also a group of kids. Well, I say kids, but they're totally like <laughs> yeah. they're totally like 21. Yeah. They're kids. Yeah. And just to see, you know, there was how many of us? These are like 15 of us. 15 of us. The today, oldest person's like probably almost 40, mm-hmm. and the youngest person's 14. Yeah. And just to see, like, and we're all influencing each other and affecting each other, and that's what we need more in our society is just not to live in these congruent bubbles of people that all think like us and see the the world i mean it's a pretty diverse no it was a different group of people and we had a lot of fun we had a lot of fun in 30 minutes and i like i don't know everybody in that group i knew a lot of people and it was good like when that that uh what what grade was she in eighth grade eighth grade yeah she was just walking up and ian was like oh she's she's awesome this i'm like dang she's so like like she's a a little girl a little girl and she's just coming to these things and doing poetry. He's like, yeah, her poetry is awesome. And she's only in eighth grade. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I never had anything like and that. I, and, and like, all cool. these people I met, you know, through Holland Project, like, mm-hmm. through events at the Holland Project. And they made it happen. And if it wasn't for Holland, like, it never would have occurred. Well, I think we kind of say, too, you know, that, like, art, music, culture, whatever, are that's like the primary language young people speak you know it's how you process your world and what's happening around you and your own life personally which sounds like this student kind of was you know um so it's like it's the framework or the language that we all speak so it's like the easiest way to communicate with your peers you know with your family with the world whatever and we just have to remember that that's part art and culture that's part like youth culture you know but um remembering that that is like the base you know that like we all have this in us and this is how we are telling you what we're about or what we're thinking about or what we're processing or whatever you know well that's just like our past guest z and uh ethic brandon you know like they you know they're both adults with kids and we mentioned something he's like i remember going over to his house <laughs> you know when we were like a freshman in high school and playing this video that had like this mtv yo mtv episode and sharing it with each other and you know they That's were talking they about it on social media yeah. you know it's like 25 years later they still remember yep. vividly what the effect that had on their lives like i, I so many of my friends like caesar and i like we would see each other at shows. Mm-hmm. Like we all, we went to every hip hop show. We'd, we, you know, I'd be in San Francisco or LA and run into him at a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's how, you know, like 10, 12 years ago. And that's so many of my friends now as an adult were like those friendships started, you know, being 17, 18, 19, 20 and being in San Francisco and seeing like, Oh dude, you guys came down here for the show too. Like, and then every single show you see them at, because that's, you know, that's, what mattered to you in your mm-hmm. life then? Yep, still exactly. does. Yeah, still. I mean, for yep. some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little about yourselves. You got we we normally start with this, but I was like, we'll talk about Holland, and then once people mm-hmm. hear that, they can hear. So, are you both from Reno? I am. Yeah, born yeah. and raised here. Yeah, I was born in California, Yolo County, 
Oh, dang. Yeah, Sac- I know. Sacramento-ish. <laughs> um, what, c- what city? Woodland. Oh, okay, yeah, Sacramento, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sacramento-ish. R- rural Sacramento. But I've been here since I was really young, you know, and I moved away um, only a couple times, once to New Orleans and then once to Knoxville. Um, so pretty much been here my whole life. Yeah, born and raised here. I left when I was 17, spent about uh, eight years in Seattle and a brief failed stint in L.A. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> like any good person from real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was not for me. And then, uh, yeah, moved back here now, like I said, 12 years ago to start Holland. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you guys, I know Alana, you are, but are you guys artists? Were you artists when you were younger? Um, what kind of, like, how would you describe yourself when it comes to being a creative I was always a visual artist. I think I always wanted to be a visual artist and it wasn't until very recently that I was like, I do not want to have a studio practice at all. So I like to, I call myself a curator now. I like to put together shows. I like to support artists. I like to like promote their careers, but I do not want to have my own. (laughs) So it's like a private hobby for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Always like little side projects, you know. Uh, I think it's the same for me. You know, I did go to art school and all of that, and um, but never, never what I don't think I'd ever call myself an artist. I never had a practice or anything. But instead of maybe curator, I say more like facilitator, fan. You know, um, that that's maybe my role now. I would say Alana is an amazing artist, and I have pieces of hers in my house that I love. Mm. So I'd call her more of an artist than I ever was. But um, but yeah, I think my role has definitely shifted as sounds like has hers yeah nice mm-hmm. where'd you go to art school well i went to the university of washington and majored in okay. um yeah yeah in art so awesome. yeah 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 i'm always just curious where people go to their school and like because they always come back like reno people a majority always comes back i know i think there's a thing that we you guys need to do a podcast on this like if there's some sort of weird magnetic force or i think Reno is conspiracy just, of some because Reno is so small and has grown so mm-hmm. much, and mm-hmm. we're in that sweet spot where like a lot of us who are around our age, millennials, mm-hmm. older millennials, <laughs> we, old millennials, we we were we came to Reno in a time where it was growing ridiculously fast, and now it's reached like that critical mass where it's transitioning from like the small town. That it was into like a like a metropolitan metropolis. Metropolitan. There we go. Hey. That's the word I was looking for. That guy. Good job. Metropolitan <laughs> area, and I feel like, I like metropolis. Yeah, I prefer that. Metropolis. <laughs> Metro. But it's Sounds it's cool. definitely it's something I I mean I moved from the Bay Area here in 1993, when I was like, 12, 11 years old or something, mm. and just seeing the transition and like I came so close to leaving. But like a lot of people, I got the Millennium Scholarship and it mm-hmm. kept me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like I feel like a genera- before a generation before that, they would have left and maybe never come back. And I stayed, lots of people. And I think it was like that low-key, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the best things that ever happened to the state because they invested a large in amount state. of money mm-hmm. in the youth of the state to keep the brightest here. And you see the fruits of that now, 20 years later, with so much stuff like this, where it's like a lot of people, you know, before that, if you were got into a good college, you wouldn't have left. Yeah. And, you know, 
Now, Nevada is a tier one school or whatever it is. I don't even. Oh, it's recognized for business, for grad school, for, for engineering, engineering, nursing, for and it's athletics. You, know. you took, a, you invest. I mean, and this is where it comes back to investing in youth. Yeah. And they took a large amount of money and directly invested it into the youth of the state. And mm-hmm. you see the benefit of that 20 years later. And it's only going to continue to grow. I agree with yeah. that. I, I was a year before Millennium started. So most of uh, my peers in school did leave, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, now we have, like, college debt and all sorts of nonsense. But, you know, the the next class under, like, my sister, all her friends, you know, uh, like, mostly, you know, all these people from Holland, they did stay. They didn't leave those years, you know. And it really did I mean, it was a huge shift from like basically, you know, 18 to 30 kind of just being wiped out of our population in a real way right? to infusing it with like, like when actual I moved here, young there people. Weren't tw- like there was no 20 to 30 age group. Yeah. There, it was all old people and then people with families. Yeah. And, and that's now changed for sure. That has changed like 20 years later, all of these people stayed and now you do have that. I mean, you see that with the growth of downtown and midtown where mm-hmm. it's all catered to young like single people who, that 18 that, to 28 yeah that, that you only yeah. you know you don't see those in rural areas and small towns but you have to invest in that to get that to change and obviously there's going to be a lot of other collateral changes to yeah. that which the city of reno and sparks and the greater yeah. areas dealing with and then it being nevada has taken a long time for reno to accept this you mm-hmm. know and like because like you know loving the travel going to cities and like seeing it in other cities, like wherever, well, they're the future. And we then, see the growth. You see, yeah. Where and then Reno, Reno, just taking a little longer than most, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is yeah. tough. But mm-hmm. you, I mean, if you want to survive in the, I mean, rural areas are always fragile yeah. because mm-hmm. you don't have youth renewing things and changing things and pushing things forward, so they stagnate, mm-hmm. and that's why cities. I mean. In human society and culture, this isn't new. This has been going on for thousands of years. Say it, history teacher. It's pushed by, it's pushed by cities because that gets the most diverse group mm-hmm. of humans together, and they it promotes creativity. They invest in it, and it pushes us forward as a species. Yeah, yeah. it's an opportunity to focus. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that way, I mean, this this makes sense for like you know Alana coming back and stuff too. But there's still you know, and why I came back in the first place. But you know, it's still a little bit. Wild West, there's still a chance to pioneer some stuff here and do something and build something and grow something. And uh, you have access still in Reno that you don't in the Bay Area or mm-hmm. New York or Seattle or Chicago. And in these cities, people, especially artists and young people, are fleeing, you know, because it's too expensive. It's too hard. Quality of life is like insane. You can't maneuver. And it's harder to break way. through. It, it is because yeah. there's so, when many, there's people doing so it. many people mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, that that's an unintended consequence yeah. of this. So, well, yeah, in some respects, yes, we have a, a, a ways to go, yes. you know, and it's been slow, but there's also, you know, in a way, it's still like a land of like opportunity. Mm, yes. You know, no, you guys yeah. are trailblazers. I Back mean, full circle. who knows? Maybe in 20 years, there will be other venues similar to this mm-hmm. in Reno. Yeah. Where you were not the only one or the, at a time. Yeah. Or they're just anything. gonna monopolize everything. <laughs> well, we really do need an ecosystem here and that is like a, a problem. He's, Holland can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people to stay and for people to be happy and healthy here, we definitely have to encourage the culture to grow like outside of us and like foster new spaces or new initiatives. And now that we're in a position 
in the position that we are, we can help other people kind of achieve their dreams, you know, or start other spaces. And that's been a goal for us this year with uh, the development of K-Wink, which is a big deal, you know, so putting all of our efforts into launching Reno's first, you know, community freeform radio station, uh, like a press, a community and printmaking collective. Uh, what else would you think? Well, I mean, I mean, Spoken Views was that too, Spoken right? Views you know? was that back in the day. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't any poetry collectives. Yeah. Like. So it's, it's, I mean, it's great to have them yeah. there. And it, yeah, and Laika and K-Wink, they'll, you know, hopefully Laika will like blossom into this like permanent co printmaking co-op, which has never existed here, and but has been tried and failed so many times. And it's like great to be able to be there for them. And I hope more projects like that happen. Well, in K-Wink, it's just, you know, it provides pride in your community. You know, it's, mm -hmm. these are people who live amongst you who are just doing, you know, like Caesar and I, like we're just today, playing what today, we Today, when our homeboy was like, uh, what's his name? Griffin. Griffin was like, thank you. He said, yeah. thank you for our radio show. And he, at, at the time, he didn't know I was on it. And I was just so happy. didn't say anything. And it's just such pride to like, he's happy about our radio show we do. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Speaking of ra speaking of <laughs> sharing local artists, we're going to take our first break and we're going to play past guest on the podcast, Veronica Cooper Fancy. from Las Vegas. Yeah. Her new single and music video, check it out on YouTube, mm -hmm. called Fancy. Salute to you, Veronica. I see you, V. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is our Caesar song of the mm -hmm. week. And we'll be back with more up in the mix in a second. <laughs> Nationally known Got up on some tracks So you know I'm about to blow 
was Fancy by Veronica Cooper, Caesar's Song of the Week. Uh, I see you, V. You out there, hard body as usual. And, you know, great video. It's, it's so funny, like, yeah. meeting her and talking to her and, like, seeing how she is in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, very nice, yeah. chill kind of. like, And then she's so hard in her songs. Hard, like, hard, hard, <laughs> hard. Hard. And looking all sexy in the video and stuff, throwing up them Benjamins in the air. It's good. I love it. Yeah, like whoever did the video. Did I like a good girls job. who talk shit like dudes do. Yes. Because, like, talking shit gets, like, genderized. Mm-hmm. Like, girls can talk shit too. Just Veronica like guys. Veronica Cooper. Veronica Cooper. Veronica Cooper. I love a good, I mean, yeah. I love a good shit talker, so. On the internet, she's I C U V. So I C as in I C S E E U V E E. So she just Check released that music video on video. Uh, YouTube a couple weeks ago. So got it up. Yeah, check salute. it out. She's on Spotify too. Yeah, salute Played to you. The, that should be on the fi- the fire set next week. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a lot of editing though. <laughs> v holler at us with the edited version. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very please. much. Please, <laughs> it, <laughs> make, it makes <laughs> makes telephotos life easier. <laughs> but um, yeah, what'd you guys think? Did you, did you, yeah, and you guys you are guys ladies. I've never perfect. heard her yeah. before. I love it. I'm yeah. so grateful <laughs> for it. Yeah. Was into it. Just wait till the next one. Yeah. The next one's good too. Because uh, Veronica likes the next our song. Is inspired yeah. by the next yeah, artist. But we'll get to that later. Later. So next up, mm-hmm. Caesar, we have the news. What's, what's in the news? So we do all these sound effects ourselves because when we first started, we didn't have the means to make them. Yeah. <laughs> But now that we have the means to make them, we still we do, do them, them anyways. Yeah, I recognize that. That's the MTV news. That's Kurt Loder. Vibe. It's something. Uh, yeah, I feel I like Kurt Loder is about to tell us that Kurt Cobain died. Followed by Sway in the morning. Followed by Brad, Sway. Like, yeah, or Bradley Noel died. Yeah. Or that was, that was, we got an MTV news, breaking news update you yeah. know, on MTV. Someone died. Tupac, what, what Tupac Shakur has died. What happened to Kurt Loder? He was my guy. Right? Just tell yeah. me all the bad news his, of my teenage years. Yeah, but his voice was well enough that it was. I it hit me well, not too bad, not whatever. I feel like none of those MTV news people have mm. you know moved on to where, like more legitimate sources. Now? Yeah, yeah. Suchan Park. They're probably on some Viacon. That's way because it's owned by Viacon, so they're probably in like some subsidiary station somewhere in Korea. What or was something. the super nice redheaded guy that won the contest, Dave? I don't know about that. Fact, no fact checker, about? are you no. on that? Yeah, we, fact checker. That's what they're. Yeah. He, he hosts. He does. <laughs> I know one. he he does like uh, TNT's like movie of the week thing. Oh. He hosts that with like some chick. He, but he oh. used to be like one of those MTV guys. Yeah. When did Carson Daly get on MTV? Late, Later. right? Like, that was like '97, yeah. probably. He does like Good Morning America or something mm. now. You know, yeah. not that show, but you know. But what he I was mean. like the most famous of the famous. Yeah, because he had yeah. his his black finger. I didn't care about anybody but Kurt Loder. Yeah, and he's got a show on Sirius. He's doing a radio show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What Kurt station? Uh, so I could listen to it because I am a subscriber. It's, it's called. <laughs> Uh, Loader began hosting the music-based talk show True Stories on Sirius XM. It doesn't give me a specific number. I'll do my own research. For All right. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, true buddy. stories? Kurt, Kurt true music stories? Loader fan club. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, you're right. He was he was the, he, he was the guy. guy. Still Kurt Loader was, I mean, he a generation of Americans to went to him for our news. He was Dude. the Walter Cronkite yeah. of, of, of old millennials. Back yeah. when MTV was good. Yep. Yep. Right. Music. When it was, had music videos, still a little bit of sprinkling. When it, of and when shows. it broke new uh-huh. artists, like the rock and jock jams, I miss that shit. Rock and 
we're all yeah. we're all like the music guys and the celebrities play baseball and basketball guy. that's funny <laughs> right <laughs> i mean i show my students a documentary about like the how teens are targeted and exploited for marketing and like the first one was it filmed like in i think 2000 2001 so at the height <laughs> of the mtv like after it already crossed over. So, mm. like, it follows Limp Biscuit and how they were, like, a creation of MTV. And it just shows you, like, that was, when it, that was when it jumped the shark. Yeah. When the hype, when, like, Sprite. <laughs> the original Red Hat? And all these <laughs> other, yeah, like, they would sh- throw fake concerts and pay people to be there. And these bands, it's just, it went from, like, finding bands to creating them to mm. be consumed. And even that was television that was content mm-hmm. that's all it was the band was that's all it show. was yeah like Ro- that's, they, they weren't trying to all, hide it and mtv and created TV. reality tv like yeah. no one forget that yes. they world. are the ones that created it Real my world. kids watch a version now called Re- like all star teen all stars or whatever it's an animated version of real world it is the exact same thing i swear to god they take mtv real world shows and they just animate them and they play them now and i'm like wow this is exactly what i grew up on only these were real people instead of cartoons cartoons mm-hmm. yeah it's wild and and the youtube the youtube is now where it's at that is where the youth are getting all of their information yeah because youtube like any other service like has tv shows and like you I have mean, to my like students subscribe. Spend, they all have YouTube channels. They spend yeah. all their time on YouTube. Architecture. When they're <laughs> not, when they're not playing Fortnite, yeah. they're on fucking YouTube. Yeah. yeah. No, YouTube is where. <laughs> like, so weird to me. No, it's crazy because YouTube is where you get like news like then and there. It's not like you yeah. got to wait like like the, the technology stuff. I look. Up, I mean, they don't I get follow, real news. No, but like I follow like <laughs> a couple like tech people, and that's how you get. Like, yeah, you do as an adult. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, like they don't get news like we did when we were teenagers. Yeah. No. But I can put like on... Like world events that affect actual yeah. what's going on. Because Kurt Loder did the Berlin YouTube. Wall. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, the Kurt Loder did the Berlin Wall. The Iraq War. Tupac, Biggie. like he did. Yeah, they talked Pro about Bane. Tupac, but they also told, yeah. told us about Kosovo. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah. real ass shit. Like, our kids... Like, I've talked to my kids about mm. stuff. They don't even know the government shut down. They don't know what's going on. Speaking of that, government is not shut down anymore. It's not. It's over. It's over. Trumpito got... Dude, he... Got played like a fiddle. I bet Ooh. he did. Is he, it open, open, or open for three, three weeks? Three weeks. February 15th. You know that's huh? fake, too, funding the government. Like, what? You could. We could just vote that the government is funded. They could. Forever. I mean, they finally did. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, he held out at not doing it because he wanted the wall, and he caved. Yeah. They didn't, he didn't get the wall. Now it's funded. Now, like, it's just a weird Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter called him the, the, most big, the biggest coward ever to be in the White House tweeted that because he caved and now he has no leverage and i read another article on i love yeah. reading conservative shit when stuff like this goes down like they're, they're saying like democrats have trump by the balls <laughs> and it's not like msnbc or yeah. Vice. Oh, it was like it, you know it's like not fox news of not course fox news, but it's yeah. you know another conservative outlet that <laughs> I what's gonna name. happen in three weeks though they're just gonna do it again well they, i mean yeah. like they're supposedly they're gonna negotiate but I guarantee you, like, one of the bills that was brought up before without funding for the wall, but, like, with b- border security stuff will mm-hmm. be voted on and passed by the House and the Senate. I bet you five bucks we do it again. I don't think, I mean. I don't think five bucks. Loaded. Here's, here's why it ended yesterday. Two things happened yesterday. The fuck, like, they had to shut down LaGuardia for two hours because there wasn't they're enough gonna get air traffic paid. controllers. They're going to catch up all the funding between mm-hmm. now and February 15th. They're going to mm-hmm. get everybody paid, and then they're going to do it again. And then they're going to go, see, we did it once. Y'all got a taste. But like the again. thing is, the people realize their power. Because they were yeah. the, 
the air traffic mm-hmm. controllers were threatening to strike, and uh, Homeland Security people were threatening to strike. You can't shut Amazing. down the airports. That's mm-hmm. yeah. too much big a hit to the economy, and that fucking pisses people off. Mm-hmm. And with and like, I I texted my friends like I'm on a group where we talk politics. I texted. I saw it. Like I got an alert about it at like eight thirty in the morning. I was like, LaGuardia is closed down right now, and it's affecting air travel all across the East Coast. And then, like, because my other friend was like, what's his name, got arrested yesterday. And then two hours later, Trump agrees to open up the government. Which is what now, 90 Mm -hmm. indictments? Record? Don't even get me started. uh, Record-breaking criminal. I mean, how can one person be surrounded by so many criminals and still get the benefit of the doubt? (laughs) Politics. You're right. Why is he still talking to us? <laughs> I like I everybody who worked for you is in jail right now. We're supposed to believe you. This is just a fucking coincidence. <laughs> I know. Like how fucking stupid are you people? I guess by now you're probably not listening to the show. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our <laughs> listeners who are agreeing and raging right just, along with us. If right you're now. as angry yeah. as I am, yeah. salutes to you. Yeah. If this happens again. I'm saying pitchforks and Molotov cocktails. Maybe Trump 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Maybe Trump can't stop all Maybe Trump heard about my cocktails. I was gonna make. How are you gonna week. get there with no air though? Yeah. You gonna drive, motherfucker? We can get some fucking trains going. Mm. Oh shit! Road trip. Oh, I'm down trains. for a road trip. I didn't think of trains. I, I'll saw, I saw a meme from uh, when Trump uh, grounded Pelosi's plane from going to Afghanistan. Right? Was it? Mm-hmm. He said she couldn't fly there, and it was just like this meme of her like swimming through the ocean <laughs> and her like three pieces. <laughs> She's getting there. Like, and oh, yeah. and Pelosi. Pelosi was stunting yesterday. As soon as he announced, as soon as his press conference was over, she started talking mad shit on Twitter. Oh, yeah. It was so great. She's I was like, oh. I don't really like Nancy Pelosi, but yesterday, good. I yeah. loved it. It was so petty, and it was just like, it, but it was classy petty, you know, my favorite kind. And she's just stunned <laughs> all over him. He had to take yeah. all the L's, and then like she and, because she speaking. was stunning him, all the other conservatives started shitting all yeah. over Trump. So then he had to go on Twitter and explain himself. I don't even have a Twitter account. But I read all these tweets just to <laughs> see you, the shit. I'll get you talking. the Killer Shark login. <laughs> like I need to make a Twitter account just to follow all this stuff because I'm like, ah, <laughs> got him. Do that yeah. again. <laughs> ah, got him. Well, now, Speaking of mm-hmm. uh, of Twitter stuff, did you guys watch any of the the Firefest docs? That are- oh, oh, yes. My roommate watched it the other yeah. night. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna oh have God. to do that tomorrow. You guys are yeah. always a day late. Yeah. I have to get because we're busy, account. bro. Yeah. Sorry, we're busy. I don't, I don't have. I haven't had time this week. Right, well, I watched it to last fucking... week, so whatever. You know. So I've and I heard you watched week, the Hulu but... one, not the Netflix one. The Netflix one is so. good. I'm gonna watch both. Juicy. Gotta watch both. Okay, because I I heard the Netflix one they paid for their own documentary. It was it was fuck Jerry, yeah. and we all love fuck Jerry. Well, so fuck Jerry did Netflix. Yep. Uh, Hulu paid for the Billy, Billy, the main guy, the mm. head honcho, the idiot. That yep. So I don't give a shit problems. about the Hulu one. Jaw rules just the innocent victim. <laughs> You're right. Oh shit! <laughs> That's what I was like. You're right. We're all waiting for Sean's favorite. You're right. We hate Jaw Rule here Dude, on the show. We are That's all waiting well, for Sean's favorite. Yeah. Is, is he is getting clowned uh, on Twitter pretty hard right now? The memes are delicious. Yeah, but like oh, fi- Fifty Cent's gonna come hard body awesome. when it when it's about to die. Jaw Rule is the cockroach yeah. of rap. No matter how many L's he takes, <laughs> he still survives somehow. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of him, talks so much shit about him. He's a clown and a joke. 
His music career was a joke. <laughs> and somehow he's still out here. He still has salutes to yeah. him for his resilience. I try to teach resilience to my students. They just need to study job rule because nobody takes Everyone more L's. Do never an intensive course. Right. Yeah, do an intensive course inspired uh, by that. Your face right now. Dude, this is so fucking good. The cockroach. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. Everyone loves the train. That's job rule, bro. No, when it all it's all about to die down, 50 got a bunch of ammo. He's, he's my he's spirit waiting. animal. He's going to wait yeah. a year. That's the no. thing. He's going to sleep Jumbo on this for a year. If ever tries to come back, 50 Cent is like our, our like, <laughs> yeah. he's on the wall protecting us. He needs us. to throw the Ja Rule Festival. <laughs> 50, 50 Cent is like Jack Nicholson ja and a few festival. good men. Yes. He's on the wall, always watching out for us in you case Ja Rule tries truth. to make a comeback. Uh, 50, if <laughs> he's on the wall. If you're listening, 50, I need you on the show, You dog. need me on that what wall. Is, what is 50 up to right now? Um, I'm plotting plotting Ja Rule stuff, yeah. Just trolling Ja Rule. It's like a few months ago, Ja Rule had a sh- like went on tour, and he, his show was on Groupon, and 50 Cent bought like 3,000 seats at one of his shows. <laughs> no, no, just no, he so bought they would the, be, the stats. Just so disclaimer on the stats. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they would be empty. With that vitamin water money? <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's what he does. That's Dude. That's the he, level of hate he has for Joe. He just, he does it. He did that, then like tweeted about it. So like Ja Rule, like everyone knew what he did. Oh my God. And Ja Rule kind of plays with it. Oh, that's amazing. Like, and Ja Rule yeah. tries to, to think like, he, he like comes back like, it's the, he tried talking shit about 50 Cent and we're like, <laughs> first of all, your show's on Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, uh, you lost already. <laughs> yes. uh, Fifty Cent shows on a group. Who's gone to a music show that was on Groupon before? I didn't even know Groupon was still active. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I like, thought you were uh, gonna say that Fifty Cent bought Groupon and then destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's he probably owns it. He would it. only do yeah. that if Jaw Rules yeah. employed yeah. by them. He'd yeah. just buy it and, and, and shut it down so but he could fire. We're Jaw done. <laughs> so what? What is the root of this of this beef? He goes back annoyed? to like two thousand one. Yeah. 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 Back Draw in, rule mm-hmm. talking like what was his group? It was like uh, what was Draw Rule's group? Murder, Murder Inc. Murder Inc. against Murder. G Unit mm-hmm. and like rap beef. But now that like Fifty Cent's a mogul and Draw Rule's a nobody, when he was in prison and stuff, so it's just like mm-hmm. someone just picking on someone. You know, now like it's he's a bully to Draw Rule now because they're not equals. Like the powers, the power structure. He just yeah, but yeah. At this point, it's like Bill Gates picking on his high school nemesis. Yeah, you should see. Fifty Cent's the best troller on the planet. Like it's so fucking. He trolls Wendy Williams all the fucking time, and like the memes he puts about her. I'm just like, I'll be watching him all. He's his, living his best life. He all, trolls. Uh, yeah. He trolls the woman that he countersued for that, that video, the, the mm-hmm. slander allegations, the porno video or he, something. He constantly is on Instagram just demanding his money. I'm like, can you even do that? Can you? Settle a court settlement on Instagram? Is that even possible? But every time uh, he's just demanding money. Oh, 50 God. Cent's the man. Yeah, huh? it's, a, it's a fucking... I mean, he graduated from drug dealer to now just, mm. I don't know, internet troll. Yeah. Right? He just... No, like, but, he won. Well, well, he won no, at life. No, no, like, no, no. he won at life. Short. That's a classic He is a media yeah. mogul. He yeah. has That's what I mean. He won at life. Artists. And he, now he just yes, spends he his time... Stunning on the people who beat to win in life. Just like when he like he had a clean bankruptcy and like, you know, Trumpito... Once you're at that level, bankruptcy is like a money move strategy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, at that level. He's, so, like, he's he, a good that, writer, though. So, the next day after he claimed bankruptcy, he was swimming in money. 
like, yeah, I do remember like that. Like, he had, like, he dollar got, bills, yeah. and he had, like, probably, yeah, like... on the bed, and probably he like 20, for that. 20, like, 30 racks. They're like, where this How money does he come? claim bankruptcy and yet take Instagram photos and swimming and money? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it was open people's eyes. I mean, more media. All shit. he's doing, all he's doing, is doing what like corporations do to us. Yeah, but, but he puts he's like light. putting he a face on it. So yeah. he's just highlighting how we get screwed. Fifty's my guy for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still just educating us on the ways of the world. Yeah, gotta love it. Because every thug needs a lady. Get the, get the strap. <laughs> yeah, the music's undeniable. Right? Get you the know. strap. But it's not even about that. I mean, I mean, like my students don't know 50 Cent's music. They just no. know him as like... They probably, really? know, they probably know power and that's about it. Yeah. He's like an actor and this rich black dude who mm-hmm. makes fun of people on he's the internet. Like, yeah, he's executive producer of that Showtime show Power. And, and stars on it. Oh, yeah. that's right. Stars. Yeah. And yeah. he's got some other stuff. He got well, a bunch of other things. Right. They're like, this guy used to make music with Eminem, like that other old rapper. And like Drake. <laughs> but remember, well, he, did, he owns did like his, half um, of Apple now. He did his like business guidebook too remember we have mm. it at, we have it at home oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the principles of like mm. make money get money be get successful get rich or die try yeah nice. yeah, yeah he's got like, that mo- they all love get rich or die try get rich or die trying is like they're good fellas yeah, yeah but, and then and then he did his like own version mm. and there there's some actually amazing principles and to apply to everyday yeah. life yes. yeah he's an actor and like like um, you said, you got that vitamin water too but I mean, fun, yeah. fun fact Jam Master J was the first one who really found 50 Cent so R.I.P. to R. Jam Master J. Mm-hmm. I did a report, so I did my research. <laughs> well, next up, we have our movie of the week. And I have a movie. I actually <laughs> went to the movies and saw this movie, If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, it's based off a James Baldwin novel, my boy, James Baldwin. Salutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I knew going in it wasn't going to have a happy ending. But uh, I definitely left the music- movie theater furious. And, like Furious? God. It's not a happy ending. It's about it, it's you, a love story. Can you talk about it without spoiling? Yeah, it? I can. Okay. T- so right. it's a love story about uh, these two, this these, this guy and a girl in 1970s New York City who fall in love, and uh, a random encounter leads to him being framed by NYPD. And uh, uh, that's all I'll say. And it, it's told from like as a retelling, as a re- like it starts off. You see what happens at the end of the beginning and then you find out what led up to that moment. Gotcha. And uh but like in between there's love story, our boy Brian Tyree from Atlanta, who mm-hmm. plays Paperboy in Atlanta's in it. Mm. Paperboy He's only in the bad. movie for fifteen minutes and he just destroys the scene. Uh the same director that directed Moonlight. Um lots of and like just the techniques like I was telling Caesar, lots of close ups. There's a lot of time of the actors uh, exp- talking directly to the camera, expressing themselves directly through the camera, just with their emotions. Regina King super su- just plays the mom of the girl, super good job, and uh, very subtly just shows you the racism that was you know in and how it affected people in the seventies. So like I knew obviously, but just it mm-hmm. just like it's one example. And you watching the movie, you're just like I thought to myself like how many other black lives were just tossed away by bullshit similar to this because it's, it's it's super simple and you see and you just see how easy it is to abuse power off like pettiness or like a personal vendetta and uh it just you know you, you watch that and you think how many other people's lives were ruined and affected by something similar and the, the whole story is about these two families trying to to save this guy so yeah fucking excellent movie that's good and like most good movies does not 
leave you happy and resolved at the end. I feel like the best movies make real it like life that. shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. best movies. I'm always disappointed or angry at the ending, and not because it's shitty, just because it doesn't get result. The movie doesn't get resolved the way you want it to. Kind of like a Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that movie so many times. It is a little sad. It is a little sad. I watched it again last week when I was um, sick, and I'm just like, God damn it, Thor! <laughs> you should have aimed for his head. Should have aimed, <laughs> but he's. Blonde haired guy, who knows? With a Not, weird torso. One of my new students, like this super quiet girl, you know, she had like a she had an Infinity War screensaver on her computer. Mm-hmm. I just got on this rant. I was like, you know what? Like Thanos, like you have to respect Dude, Thanos his resolve. hard body. Hard body. And she looked at me like I was crazy and yeah. like they all got mad. I'm like, look, I understand he's a psychopathic mm-hmm. villain who kills half of existence. But you got to respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a plan and executes it. Like, when does that ever happen in and anything, even what? stories? And Wait, it, what? And it's just, like, to the extreme, too, you know, because it's just like... Oh, he's yeah. the bad guy, what? and I want him to be defeated. I always root for the bad guy anyway. But, so. like, he's the one bad guy who had a plan, executed, and wins. And mm-hmm. now we get to see the aftermath of mm-hmm. that. It's well, never been told. What, Jake? What, Jake? Why? I feel like this is such a counterintuitive opinion. Well, I know. I did this on purpose to piss my students off as a way to get to know them the first week of school. Like, Mr. Richards is such a dick. He likes Thanos. Like, they got, because, you know, like, they're all afraid. To sh- it's the first week. They're all afraid. They, they got to share level. their opinion in the class. He wants to end so, half of us. So that's how I got them talking and engaged. I was like, like, they got so fucking mad at me for talking, for like, I'm mad at looking you. Looking at things from Thanos' perspective. It completely worked. I was and then we had a very oh, yeah. rigorous discussion, yeah. and now they're comfortable those, sharing their opinions. You're one opinions. of those results guys, huh? Dude, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking movie. I'm about villains all day. It's about, it, 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 like, but like that's how I challenge my students. Sometimes I have to say shit that I know is going to make them so mad that I they react. It. It's the and debate. it gets them to work. It worked mm-hmm. on me. It worked. It's Obviously, effective. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm, my middle school You're just mad because right I, manip- mani- I manipulated right you so easily. Ah, frustration. <laughs> That's what it's like to be in my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't really care Teaching at all. Teaching the teachers. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I pretended to have a very, like, yeah, fuck Thanos, of course. <laughs> but like, for a second, I stepped hey. in his shoes mm-hmm. and gave, and she was so, like, the anger in her eyes when I said it was like, I can't team. believe you. I was like, I got him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good job. You got to start somewhere. Now so, you're going to listen. Salute the town. Thanos, what's up? <laughs> well, Jake. Yes. You want to tell the people of your phrases of phases of the week? Oh. Every week, Jake comes for you. You don't know. Jake has a word oh, of the week, oh, which he calls phrases that phase us. Phrases that phase us. And this week, the word is? Lion eyes. And what does lion eyes mean? Uh, it's just how you can tribute someone or how you can celebrate someone or how you can express somebody's celebrity um i feel like without being patronistic or that sort of thing so if you lionize somebody i can use it in a sentence oh please do do. in the previous example i lionized thanos to get a reaction (laughs) out of my students bingo there it is there you go so yeah now you now you guys get it Mm mm-hmm British. I don't know. I went Australian. I went British. I, went, I like that word. Place, so. mm-hmm. I, People, I, I mean, obviously the president's been lionized mm-hmm. by a section yeah. of the population who, despite his obvious flaws and contradictions, refused to lose faith in him. Yeah. Same. And then I got one, Juanita, go th- through you because I got one through Id- Idris Elba. 
okay. for, for next week. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Caesar's picking next week. Keep it on low key right now. We're gonna have a day of the photo. Last right, week's was high key. Yeah, oh. you guys know low key, right? Oh, yeah. So now I use high key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used it the other day Thanks with my students, and they all started laughing. And you use it the other like, day. It was like, high key, I'm super pissed at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows it. That's why I said high yeah, key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just start laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you just need to get out of my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I, work I believe kids? it. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm, it's I'm intense. feeling yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was telling mm-hmm. someone, I'm like, my... When I bear. walk into the school at seven ten, probably seven fifteen. What's your song? Every morning, like I listen. <laughs> I'm listening back. to like "Run the Jewels" and "Rage Against the Machine," and that as chance I'm driving to, to work. Morning. And that oh, chance so the rapper amped. "Fuck You" song. Yeah. Yes, I come in there. Fuck you. I come in there on fire. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, like no. No caffeine. Step to just it. ice ice water. Maybe a little tea. Some tea, and I sit there with my fucking literally sit there in the hallway with my no, cup of tea. The world today. Checking middle schoolers as they walk into the door at seven twenty two. <laughs> yep. Like, hey bro, take your hood off. Keep it a few now. Hey, I know you hear me talk. Don't make me walk towards you. <laughs> <laughs> Put that blanket away. Everyone, super loud. It. And this is the eighth grade hallway, super loud. And everyone's just like, "You better!" Like everyone's like, "Don't fucking get him started." <laughs> and if it's I, like I, a, no one wants to get hype in the morning. And if it's like a seventh grader or sixth strong. grader, like it's just like, "Hey, Sevi, I don't even <laughs> care what your name is. Come back here and do what she said. I know you heard her." <laughs> And if they don't, if they don't, if they ignore me, that's fine. I let him walk away. You know, I'm just like, what's his name? I go look up his name. <laughs> First period's my prep period. I look up what class he's in. Boop. I walk down there, fucking super calm. Open up the door. Is so and so here? Everyone's like, oh shit. Like I'm just <laughs> the follow doing this, through. Just doing this on my own. I was like, hey, bro, remember earlier when I was talking to you in the hallway? Oh my god. I know you heard me. You hear me yeah. now? Come here. I need to talk to you for a second. Let's step outside, please, you so we can have a private you conversation. Have establish dominance. Respect. You have to establish dominance. There is nothing but respect on the campus at all times, mm-hmm. please. Yes. that it, it, Anybody that shows otherwise will be followed up with. Because yeah. like when I first opened the door, you know, everyone's like, hey, Mr. Richardson. I just ignore them. Like, uh, where's Juan at? <laughs> like, I looked out like, Juan. Like, <laughs> see in this period? I don't know his last name because he's sixth grade. doesn't matter. You? <laughs> Come here, bro, right now. Sixth grade doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh. No, I wish. I'm scared. I feel like I need to jump behind the couch right now. Or something. No, like, that's I, the thing, though. Yeah. I, I don't. I do it for the the effect it has on the good kids because they're like, "Holy shit! I don't want this in yeah. my life mm-hmm. ever." Mm-hmm. I can see it. Like I can see you walking through the halls in slow motion mm. and people like diving into classrooms <laughs> and like. No, like I know? I wish we if I didn't have my nine video. to five. Like film all my teacher friends teaching because they got the best stories. They're so good. And like, yeah, like Sean's a good one to. I mean, it's too like that's the thing. I can't do this forever. Like, it's too it's it's too much intensity. Like, (laughs) this isn't my natural state of being. (laughs) I've like amped myself up and decompress afterwards. Like, I can't like once the school day is over, I can't give a fuck that much. Yeah, that decompression is very key. Once it's over, yeah. But now, but now I get like I'm picturing myself in the middle. I could have used you as a teacher. Like I could, I would have benefited. Yeah, I needed just, that. Just yeah. think, just sure. think what you guys could have did more. Exactly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like you guys did this already. Now just think 
the next step. It really starts there, you know. In you, have to, you have to establish dominance young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It starts as soon as they come in the door, I'm on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I still do it. Like, I did it with, uh, like, J- Ginny, <laughs> who's on the, who's, she's like 20 yeah. in the poetry collective. <laughs> and she, like, just a, like, yeah. on the group message, she was like, do we need to dress up for the thing? And I, like, posted a meme, like, I'm like, oh, you think you're fancy, huh? Like, mm. <laughs> I was like, just wear fucking regular clothes. <laughs> she's like, I feel attacked. And then I, did, I posted like the James Harden meme of where he like rolls his eyes and like walks away. Yeah. And I see her this morning. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, like, do you have to like be like that all the time? I'm like, I'm sorry. Cold. I'm like a cobra. You have to establish dominance. If something comes within range, time. I'm gonna strike. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was like, I sorry. Watch like, out like, now. You are all, like, I'm like, you know, I was joking, right? But I'm like, this is how I am mm-hmm. at all the time at work. Yeah. I was like, I was sitting <laughs> it was during study hall, and I was like, gifts were involved. Like I was sending super funny gifts. Like <laughs> I can't help involved. myself. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. A, yeah. No. Yeah. Establish dominance. Sometimes I'll tell yeah. student. <laughs> I wish I could put a gif on your assignment to show you how ridiculous this is like this is not acceptable work this is this is complete if i get emoji and gif a response you would and then i'll like call them up and i'm like this is how i feel about your work (laughs) and show them the gif on my computer like go sit down and do this over this is ridiculous i think you're on to something you need to write a book (laughs) that could be really effective we're gonna get you on the Steam I wish. circuit. You're speaking, grading, a, you're speaking a futuristic language right pedagogy now. Pedagogy theories. <laughs> yeah. I think how to right, relate to, to middle school. That's how they relate, though. I mean, that's what they're that's doing true. all day. I mean, I would I would be more responsive. I would understand you more from a gift than if I got like I, a gifts F are the greatest D, creation right? of the twenty first. Yeah. Did I disappoint him? Am I because you can see the emotion I, in the yeah. in the gift and you yeah. can't. I get so excited when I see like sometimes I just scroll Facebook so I can respond to things in gifts <laughs> to show my like emotion. <laughs> Yeah. You respond to half my text. <laughs> I love it. It's so expressive. It's so creative, and it's so funny. Do you it's have hilarious. a Do you have a favorite that applies to lots of different situations? Um, I'm trying to think. What's it's, What's it? Yeah, I, I like Jesus and Mero on Facebook yeah, have yeah. so many gifts. So like, I like to go through and you and you, use you know them. the voice too on that one so like if like i try and tailor them so like if i know someone watches Jesus and Mero, i'll like use yep. them yep. as like a, as one our guys as or if well. they're into sports i'll find a sports one or if they're in like i try and tailor them to the okay. specific Custom situation wow. experience okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like that so combo. I like where we could go yeah. with that mm-hmm. conversation, though. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, Sean, what's your song of the week, Doc? <laughs> My song of the week is "Juice" by Lizzo. Salute to Lizzo. <laughs> Salutes to Jamel, who uh, it was dancing his story with, with it this morning. Dancing to Jamel yes. uh, to, to Lizzo. I the song it. it's so good, dude. I love her. We played it on the radio yes. last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I discovered her through her interview on Jesus and Marrow like two years ago. Yeah, because we talked about it because I heard a little bit about her without her being on an interview. I'm like, she sounds fun, awesome, like all about being herself as a woman and like stuff like that. So, I was attracted uh, yeah. to her person. Like I was mm-hmm. like grading papers with the show on, not, and I was attracted to her by hearing her interview. It's awesome before even mm-hmm. seeing her. I was like, oh my god, I'm like in love with this girl. Yes, she's awesome. Her, follow on Instagram. Follow her on the internet because it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sauce. It's called juice. Juice. So listen in the chat. So. Mirror, mirror, 
Sean's pick of the week, and it was Lizzo, the juice. Blame it on the, the juice. juice. Ah, so good. Watch the music video; it is amazing. Has little. If you guys soul listen glow. to this and you don't feel it, like you have no soul. <laughs> I don't know. I feel sorry for you. Something's wrong. If that, if you watch that music video and nothing in you is is stirred, I don't know. <laughs> something's wrong with you. We're not friends. Something's for sure. wrong with you. Like yeah. Jesus, get in touch with your inner self. Yeah, Lizzo is just. All about her being herself. If like, speaking of beautiful. gifts, a picture of her is would be the gift for living the be- your best <laughs> life. Just like her dancing and her friends. Like follow her on Instagram, Lizzo L I Z Z O. To the point where I say, like, I, I blush. I feel like I'm stalking her <laughs> on Instagram. Good. Yeah, her <laughs> and her friends have a great followers. life, <laughs> and it's awesome. It's awesome. But good video, a little Soul Glow reference from, especially since they're gonna redo Coming in America. I just want to meet her and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Like, what's up? Probably nice good what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Come on the podcast. What'd you ladies think? 
Oh, that ruled. We're major fans. I feel inspired. Ten, ten minutes <laughs> flat. Yeah, like my ho- my life is new. <laughs> I don't even remember what music I was listening to before. Yeah. Yeah. We Listen to her song "Good as Hell." Uh-huh. That one. That one's good too. <laughs> what does it go? I wave my hair back. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll we'll play it at the end in the shower. The like, like, it's good as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We needed it, mm-hmm. especially for the women, because it's just like she's about being herself, having fun, who she is, not like what everyone wants to make women to be, and stuff like that. So, definitely. And, and apparently, she's a a flautist. Yes, so, she yeah. plays, she the plays the the, She's musically inclined. She yeah. plays, I think, multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. But like her personality in the music videos, like that's how she was in the first interview I saw her on in Diza Samara, was that. I was like, Jesus, this girl is so bubbly and positive and, awesome. and having yeah. fun. Yeah, she really I need more of that in my life. About that life. Yeah. 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 Call mm. on that one. Sean. So what do we got next? It's Brat. the rapid fire Brat. time. Brat. Uh-oh. You ready, ladies? Ladies, are you ready for the rapid fire question? Yeah. This is the difficult question part of the show. Yes. We gave you positivity, and now it's time for the hard-hitting questions. So the first question and just answer them and explain your answer. They're not very rapid, but they are fire. <laughs> they are fire. What is your favorite aspect of Holland art, music, youth, et cetera, et cetera? What's your favorite aspect? I like everyone actually having fun and like getting people out of the house and being together. I think that's like the most, you know, like summer events. And stuff. Yeah. It's like when we're all there together, I, I mean... It really, I really love that. Feeling awkward because it's a bunch of 22-year-olds dancing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's really cool to be older than everyone now because I can pretend I'm like some sort of mentor. I, and I feel hip. <laughs> I feel hip. Let me guide you on your journey. Yeah, I'm like, here, I'll help you. Nothing makes me feel hip like walking into like the, the top floor of the Nevada Museum of Art at the summer event with oh, a bunch of like 22-year-olds dancing, yeah. dressed up how I used to dress in high school Sometimes as like a, a costume i know that is funny i'm like look at them they're so adorable i think it's so fun though i just think everyone needs to have a little bit more fun and like get off the internet and like get out and i think you interact know, with people being doing stuff together is so important what about you Britt? i think it's the same maybe just the yeah the community aspect the togetherness the like manifestation of ideas you know is really cool so seeing young people do their first exhibition or play their first shows or get excited about somebody you know uh like a national touring artist that that comes and they get to meet them and talk or whatever i think those kinds of like connections and the like manifestation of ideas yeah Yeah, it's really cool for me it's it's exciting nice all right next one favorite pizza in reno pizza Uh, wars I don't know. I, you know, I'm like, I take this one from the opposite, like pizza that I refuse, like that I hate, you know? <laughs> okay. Which ones are those? I, well, I live right, like, you know, kind of next to Mount Rose. So the wild garlic, I can't, I can't handle. I hate it. No. I hate the crust. I hate, like, like, the, the deal. Crust? No. You don't like the sweet crust? It, like, bums me out, you know? And I live, like, two blocks from there. And bah, I, like, bah, bah. yeah. But there's one on, um, on Lakeside that's, uh. I don't even know the name. It has it's, like a really hippie kind of cute that name. that one with the... Uh, Is it the Hope Pizza? Yeah, it's like Hope Heart Smile yeah, or something. Special needs That's what Vinny yeah. talked about. Yeah. 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 Everybody, yes. It's amazing. I, I I will say they like put like fresh garlic on it and I think like you will taste it and feel it mm. for like 
you know, <laughs> a month afterward or whatever, right. but it's worth it. And it was so good. And that looks uh, good for the blood. Yeah. So I think that that of the moment is my favorite. But we also just started a new partnership with Sizzle Pie, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Very about, cool. I'm always a little weird about Sizzle Pie all the time. I, I can I can back that up. I haven't had it yet. I can back yeah. that up. I haven't had it either, but <laughs> I've had it. I, I'm fine with it. What's I'm your favorite fine pizza? with all pizza, but I really like pizza places so i actually don't even have a lot of opinions about the pizza but you you guys ever been to semenza's that's like behind oh, the yeah. savers mm-hmm. i just like being there and then there was that pizza place across from q and cushion which doesn't exist i don't know if the pizza place exists Shakey's. yeah Back maybe yeah. i mm-hmm. really like that place and uh pizza plus like i like because i have like memories the yeah. 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 yeah i like yeah. the um, i like they the pinball spots. machine yeah. that doesn't work like i like you, so you know like the class and tavern place yeah. mm-hmm. of a tavern pizza mm-hmm. yeah so mm. it, but really like i feel like pizza it kind of sounds dumb but like pizza outside of new york is kind of like whatever <laughs> Well, like New York, and I think that's I such know. a cliche, but like no, I really is, like realized when uh, I went. We are big supporters of elitism on of the mix. But like, yeah, New York, New York pie. There's some sometimes it's really good, and I don't know. When it comes to food and drink, yeah. we are elitists. Yeah. I think that the f- I think the thing about a New York pizza is that it's not yeah. really like. Um, necessarily the best mm-hmm. but it's just like so hard to live there that you're like thankful I need for sustenance. it you know it's like when you're camping and you have something warm and it could be the worst thing in the world you're like yeah. this is amazing my first time the having new york slice. pizza i was like slice. out drinking with friends and we were like, it was raining so we we're like running from bar to bar like cut get you know trying to stay out of the rain and we were hungry and there was like on one of the corners there's a little pizza shop and we stopped in and like got a slice and I was like, this is like so New York. I felt like so cool. Like we just ducked into this little corner pizza store. I'm eating a slice of pizza yeah. standing up at like a bar in this super small spot. It's folding raining in. outside. Yeah. yeah. You got to fold Folding it, it because we're standing it. there. We're about to like go to the next bar. That's I think, I think cool. that's the experience. Cheap yeah. slice. The dollar open slices. at like 3 a.m. Like how do know? they still have dollar slices in this economy? Yeah, that's know? what we need more of. Mm. Yeah, we do. We do. And we need more good bagel places because New York, best bagels ever that, had. Oh. Ever had on the fucking as planet. Someone ever, I've eaten bagels my entire yes. like best bagels li- on life the planet. since I was like 12. And when my parents went to New York and I remember getting a bagel, I was like, holy shit, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like this the, pe- is the pizza thing. I'm nothing like, I've ever had before yeah. this could be considered a bagel. Yeah. Now that I've had this bagel, because like, every yeah. bagel after is inferior. Yes, because like I go to New York, like pizza, like cool dollar slices, like whatever. But the bagels, yeah, it's like it's like awesome. every like yeah. my parents it's live a lot. There's, like there's like a there's like a deli. The there's a deli down the street, like around the corner from their house in like a little strip mall. And they had the best bagel and cream cheese I've ever had. Oh, like yeah. they make their own cream cheese. It's wild. Damn. It's and like, bagels. It's like Austin, and Texas. And we need and it donuts. here. Yes. Can I say on, on the pizza front, who you really need to talk to is Alicia, our gallery director, because she's the pizza connoisseur of Holland. Oh, oh yeah. She she lives Future and breathes guys. pizza. She's been show. known to dress as pizza for Halloween. <laughs> she embroiders pizzas. I've known Alicia in a long time. I did not know this about her. Alicia, comment your favorite pizza. part of her private I life. I think if... I, <laughs> If we're talking pizza, you might need to talk okay. to the expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're, I'm. I'm definitely not the person to talk about pizza <laughs> with. All right, Jake, the All right, let's rein this back in. All right, favorite organization in Reno besides Holland. Besides Holland, mm-hmm. you can say Holland again if you would 
like to one two. No, because you guys are involved. No, so we yeah, I mean, other I think, organizations. I, it's like hard to pick. Are there any comparable art organizations? Like, I, everybody knows about like the Generator and, mm-hmm. and these other, the Burner Motel, the or there's other. Yeah. I mean, I I love our center. I think they do amazing work. I think uh, K Wink obviously is is amazing. Uh, Dean's Future Scholars is really cool. Um, supporting uh, like first gen students from uh, I think maybe middle school through college. Uh, I think they do really amazing, really cool work. Um, I don't know. I think uh, there are a lot of like more activist based and I'd say arts based organizations that are are uh, doing really really cool stuff right now. Um, but maybe those off the top of my head. Yeah, I would say like in the art world, I don't, I don't, I don't know if any of them are my favorite outside of Holland. You know, I'm very biased. <laughs> there you go. In that. But yeah, own I do it, love all it. these. Like, like we just started working with the Sylvia Rivera group, and um, Felicia Perez is on their board, and like all these great people. And I, I'm just really excited by that stuff being mm-hmm. able to happening in Reno. And nice. I totally agree with like our center, like having, like people and support and like visibility for everyone here um and i'm so proud of k wink too very cool mm-hmm. all right which do you prefer <clears throat> oceans mountains or the desert desert definitely i, I, I take it all i could not possibly let see that's the difficulty of this you have to Jeez. pick one <gasps> yeah just rules are rules brit <laughs> i mean you can you can find it all you know, LA That's has why we ask. Mm-hmm. As people who live in Reno and on the West Coast, we do have access to these things. That's why this is the question. Yeah, it's like yeah, because if you go to Pyramid Lake, right? It's like almost ocean, definitely mountains and desert all in one. And that's what or makes Tahoe. the desert so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, and Tahoe, but like, the desert is so psychedelic and like scary and awesome i guess that would be sublime is like the word for the desert and um, desolate mm-hmm. yeah and i've tried to explain that to people because in tennessee when i was there it's totally green it's beautiful it's like mind-blowing when you're from the desert to be there and everyone there is like you're from the desert like it's so ugly and you're like no you have no idea like you'll find yourself in the desert it's open you know open space. Yeah. like yeah there's too much going on in in like a like yeah back east in the forest yeah and it's like you can see I don't yeah, desert forever. All right. All right, next question. Spring, summer, fall, winter? Favorite season. This rapid fire is like my worst nightmare because I hate <laughs> choosing favorites. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I say something that I'm committed for life, like oh Brit, oh, no, 2019 uh, no, 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 no. set, you know what I mean. But it's that's like, like the, the it could be in the moment, right? Like what's your emotion? It's winter time, yeah, right so maybe now. you're feeling summer because you yeah. miss it. You know, it's like politics, you could take it back. Uh, yeah, you can flip flop. Walk it back. Walk it back. You know, I'll I'll say uh, spring summer right now. That's More right. summer, but not like the late, like sweltering, like yeah. early summer. Missing like, the activity like scene, like pre mm-hmm. pre forest fire. Like May, May, like April, May, like June third. Great way to describe yeah. our season. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. t-shirt, not a hundred million degrees, but warm. Okay, Alana. Yeah, I, I'm in the same. I like spring, and because I like flowers, like. That's I live for that, you know, when everything is in bloom. That's all I care about in spring. I'm know? a spring person, yes, yes. Spring seems to be a popular 
choice right guys? now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spring. Caesar, you're fall, aren't fall, you? Definitely fall. Good. It's a personality thing. I feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Hoodie season. What are you, Jake? Summer. Let's go. I want to yeah. be able to swim in Tahoe. I want to be able to do everything because in spring your activities you're like it's warm but it's not can't do everything yeah can't go jump a towel in springtime and really enjoy it Mm -hmm. spring is just so you know welcomed though after renewal it's very symbolic it's it's hope Mm -hmm. it's rebirth renewal my birth is is your birthday in spring alana my birthday is august 3rd so i feel like spring birthdays like springtime oh yeah I used to not like spring. I used to be like a summer person. I will say fall though always feels mm. like not, like I like being able to like wear a sweatshirt. Like it feels oh, like yeah. hoodie God season. I like hoodie like season. Bad. I like the change of the colors. Yeah. I like, you know, like you know, especially beginning of fall, still like warm enough to do activities, you yeah. know? And fall always makes me sad because summer's ending. Sad, mm. sad. Aww, and then also sad. Yeah, that sad going back to here. school vibe is so Reno bad. has a good transition because all of our activities are right as. Oh, we have a super mild yeah. fall. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Reno's fall is very mm. mild compared but to other so places. It's so busy. Then we got because it transitions into winter so abruptly and quickly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nobody's mm. favorite is winter. Not here, but a lot yeah. of people here just love bad. winter but, sports. Yeah. Yeah, I really hate winter because I hate stuff. And like, I feel like when I have to wear layers, it's just more stuff. You know, like carrying your coat around the bar. Isn't that horrible? Yeah, taking it off. You got to go outside, (laughs) put it back on. It's horrible. I hate that, too. It's so bad. These are real adult issues. These are real adult issues. Makes me just want to go home. (laughs) Makes me want to go home because it's. Too. It's Thank comfortable you. at the fucking house. Right? I'm like, <laughs> and I do I want to put on all one outfit? Do I want to put on all these clothes to have to take some of them off, mm. or do <laughs> yes. I want to put on some comfortable clothes and lay underneath a blanket? That's why I fall. That I could wear a hoodie inside and out. You know, it's that's good. why winter's cuffing season. Because people are like, oh, I don't want to go out. I want to no. find someone to hang out uh, yeah. in, <laughs> inside at cuffing home. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. YouTube and chill. YouTube. Oh the, only, the only people who like winter is the northerners in Game of Thrones. Hey. People who snowboard and ski. Yeah. And All hockey, hey. man. People who play hockey. Yeah. All the rest of us are like, hey. I can't wait for spring. Mm-hmm. I do like the vibe of winter when it's like dark and moody, but I... I really do not like when it is sunny and cold. I feel like that is... It's a trick. It's a trick, and Mm. I hate it. I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it feels. I do. I celebrate every day getting longer right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if it's like... I literally look up the sunset... I get off of work. To be like, ooh, this week it's seven minutes later than last Monday. Yeah. But like last week when it was all gray and moody, like Game no, of like, Thrones reminds me of yeah, that when it's like, like a vibe that fits. And like me like photography it. wise, like I love when it like freshly snows before it gets all gross and mushy and all the cars fuck shit up and so on and so forth. Like I love to take pictures in fresh snow and the cold gives the moody feel. In yeah. a, even in a photo, you could see that it's fucking cold. It's brick outside, you know, like I love that. But brick to be in it, to be what? in it, not a fan. I mean, if I could. I would sleep all through winter and then never sleep in summer. Like a bear? Like a bear? <laughs> wow. Irony. Yeah. Somebody just keeps earning that nickname. <laughs> like, literally, I would wake up at, like, 5 a.m. in the summer and stay up until, like, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I would only be active, like, an hour a day in the wintertime. <laughs> that no, sounds <laughs> ideal. <laughs> no, even my yeah. mom was like, why are you kind of sat on the couch? And I was like, there's no fucking sun. <laughs> and then she was just like... Okay. Like that, how that couch is, if I could expand mm-hmm. that by three times <laughs> with a bunch of blankets and stuff 
and just like crawl into that and like hibernate during the winter time. He's Wake up three months cave. later. <laughs> yes. He's after a bunch, of, after a, a bunch cave. of sushi he ate. Yeah. <laughs> that was me last night. Yeah. <laughs> I came in here like buried myself in the couch, just like turned the radio show on. Just like I'm not even gonna do anything. I'm just gonna lay here and enjoy this peacefulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like to be comfortable. You know, on the photography tip, though, in the winter, I don't like fresh snow. I like those piles of snow in the parking lots. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the dirt in them. And it looks all gray and gross. Yeah, none. I love the that. ones that become insulated. <laughs> in yeah. the asphalt. they're like really cool sculptures. Yeah, and they like all push it to one side. Yeah. You know, and you're like two like, weeks later. You're like, oh, that's right. It snowed two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, because there's still fucking giant piles of snow. Because it can't melt. Because yeah. it like is yeah. insulating itself. <laughs> But like I don't like like the snow winter, but like New York in the winter time would be good to like walk around and take pictures because cold snow people. I like people. I like take pictures of people. All right, much. Jake, let's finish this off and ask the last <laughs> question. See this? I told you it's not rapid. <laughs> These All are right. great meanderings, though. That's like yeah, we're like a river trying to get to the the into the, the ocean. Gulf. Yeah, into the ocean, just Somehow, meandering to the end. <laughs> There's a couple of rocks, a couple of mountains. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll get there eventually. We, we we exposed you to our playlist. So what is the last album or artist that you have listened to? I don't listen to anyone after Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Lizzo? All other music I don't is think, not music. I think my music history started with her and will end with her. There's the e Alpha and the Omega. Before Lizzo and after Lizzo. Lizzo, you might owe us a little shine time. <laughs> I am drawing a blank after that for real, though. You know, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I struggled. I struggled this year or like 2018. I know we're at the beginning, but I wasn't like blown away. I didn't have like my favorites really this last year, but I also like turned back in time a little bit and. You know, I had a baby, so I was listening mm. to a lot of like old music, old favorites. Like and stuff. What, what old favorites? Yeah, go go. Last um, artist you listen to. It, give us some specifics no to help no the people out there. Yeah. Yeah. We want to well, know. Well, like I said, like in Babyland, you know, like like a lot of like jazz, like Thelonious Monk and oh, okay, like okay. Uh, Miles Davis and stuff like yes, that. I like, like that. Yeah. So and especially so it was winter, like, off right. you yeah. know, because I'm about to have a kid too. I've been jazzing it the fuck up. Yeah. My girlfriend gets mad, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. We're listening to jazz because of the baby, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of went into that that land a little bit, so maybe not as much new stuff. But apparently, I need to talk to you guys more. Yeah, so you can, guys. Know. I can get uh, yeah. hip to the Lizzos of the world because I was feeling that. Or just listen, listen to Up in the Mix every Friday, nine to eleven. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I do have a name for you guys to pronounce because I've been listening to this guy, but I do not know how to say his name. I'll show it to you, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Uh, oh, dang. Have you heard of him? I don't know. He's incredible, but I don't know how to say his name, he's, and I want to tell looking, the, view, the listeners. Sean knows how to read. I can't read. That's why I take pictures. But the jazz tip, I think I'm on that, too. I like just go to the new Kumasi Washington mm-hmm. album, and then mm-hmm. I just look at the related artists, and there's all these rad solo artists No, there's now. like there's so much jazz right now, yeah. too. Like, Namdi Ogbon. Ogbayana? Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's amazing. I think everyone should We're listen to, to him. Drool? The young kids know who he is. I guess <laughs> I learned that. The young, I mean, the young Hollywood. I'm intrigued. Like yeah. the, the uh, he's not the jazz. He does a lot of stuff. He looks tribesque. Yeah. Tribesque artwork. I'm f- I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a good job marketing because I'm interested based <laughs> yeah. off that album. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. I totally recommend him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a nap to Sun Ra the other day when we were driving back yeah. from Petaluma, and I totally recommend that too. Mm. 
you know Sunra. Sunra, like one of mm-hmm. like maybe like disco 2000 or something that's like a 20 minute song so and i'm about disco <laughs> for sure all right well thank you guys that was the uh, rapid fire section of the you show. guys made it <laughs> good job so before we go we have Thanks. one last story and oh my god this one's a good one i'm so excited about this, this seth meyers had it on the type of story we need right now this is we normally have a fuck boy of the week but instead we have our hero of the week because this is the hero we need in these times so this guy accidentally got invited to a bachelor party due to a typo on an email he had the same name as someone else that was actually going and he responded like hell yeah i'm in <laughs> And uh, everyone else on the thing was like, hey, you know, like that email was obviously for our other friend named this, you know, but you sound awesome. You should come. And he was like, cool. He's like, I'm totally in. They're like, well, send us a picture of yourself so we know, like, you're a real person and cool. So he sent them a picture of seven-year-old him doing karate. (laughs) Karate. (laughs) Little karate. So the guys were like, this dude is awesome. He needs to come to the bachelor party. So this was last month. So like they, he shared, he was like, I need, he just had a baby. He's like, I don't have money to go to Vermont. He lives in Arizona. I don't have money to go to Vermont on this bachelor party. So he started a GoFundMe. He's like, I need $750. He shared it on his Facebook. He's like, he shared it before dinner. He went and had dinner with his wife and baby and he came back and he already had the money for the trip. And it, it, the, it ended up raising over $4,000, I think, on his GoFundMe. So he ended up paying for the whole bachelor party. And he shared the story. It went viral, like the Washington Post, Daily Chaos, all these Fox News, all these outlets picked it up. So they made the official T-shirt of the bachelor party, the picture he had sent them doing karate. He shows up in Vermont and meets these guys. And a local brewery donated four cases of beer for them. They ended up having, he's like, like Seth's like, yeah, they ended up doing normal bachelor party things, like going out, having time, good time, driving Maseratis. Like they got a, like a dealership donated a Maserati for them to drive around in. They got like free ski passes and he documented the whole thing on his Instagram and Twitter. And like the story's gone viral of him just like, and he, you know, making new friends with these guys that he randomly met Mm. because of a, a, a typo on an email. So awesome. I love that. Wow. Mr. Novak. Yeah. Salutes to that guy. What's his name? Mr. Novak? His name's, what, William Novak or something? Yeah. Where will he go now? Just goes back back to his regular life. That's that's why he's a hero. (laughs) That's why he's a hero. Is he invited to the wedding? Yeah, yeah. Like, now he's, like, friends with these. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know. Now they're bros. (laughs) Yeah. He paid for the bachelor party. And the wedding and their... College like for their first I don't know, $4,000 is a cheap wedding. So. Especially yeah. in Vermont. He's like, Not yeah, he's true. like, obviously, all these strangers donated to the GoFundMe based off this random little story. story. Yeah. It's, like, it's fucking tight. The so power funny. of doing stuff together. You I know? was just yeah. really pumped on that seven year old karate picture. <laughs> like, can you imagine they were on the group email, like, hey, this weird dude. <laughs> Wants to go. Not even a selfie. Not even about him. Just okay, like, first of all, ah. you know we would have all said, yep. Yes. Oh. He sent me that one. Once he yes. sends the picture, like, you're fucking in. I like this guy's move. Yep. This was where we're going. I mean, obviously, yes. he's going to be a good time. Yes. It's, probably, a bachelor, like, probably, it's a bachelor party. We need this type of what's vibe. What's the worst that happens? We invite him. He makes he it. He turns out weird. He doesn't. He's like, going to piss me off less than my friends already. Yes. 
And he probably likes Ninja Turtles, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. Yeah. So that is our hero of the week. It's the first ever salutes to this man. Hero. Like, Phoenix like resident. Yeah. William Powell, or what is it? I don't William know. Novak. William Novak. And it's good because uh, I have really bad, ex- say his bad name. stuff about Phoenix. Say so. his name. Always say yeah. his name. Yeah, so... It's one pe- one peg up for Phoenix. Good job. All right. Any local events we need to uh, plug, ladies, Ooh, gentlemen? I got, I got one too. Um, the second, the Potentialist. They're having a little like uh, art gallery thingy that I'm going to be a part so of. So that's next Saturday. Next Saturday at the Potentialist on Second Street, and it's like I think the theme is after hours. So it's like the inspiration of the theme is stuff you do after your nine to five. Or like your creativeness and stuff like that. Nice. So I will have a, at least one. What time's piece. that? At, I have so much going on next Saturday. Yeah, it's it, make me tired. It's fucking busy. So I don't know. It's probably like eight or nine. Cause oh, that's perfect. Like after hours okay. at the Potentialist um, on Second Street, next to or down the street from Jim Boys. Check that out. February twenty second. Mm-hmm. My band Seven Out. We are playing at Shays uh, sometime that night. So, <laughs> it's always it's always <laughs> yes it'll probably be later than i'd like mm-hmm. but uh check yeah check out that show i think it's like five dollars there's a couple of band there's a band from the bay area and a, another local band that i've never played with before that will be there uh anything else you guys would like to any upcoming events at holland you would like people to check out I think in um, February we have 33 events. Holy, I, I, okay, holy I'm looking. Shit. I've got the Holland Project. <laughs> oh yeah, and not, up right they're now. not all on there every day. Not all. I know, and some. they're not all on there. Slusta Brigden's going to be busy next month. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can look at all of our events at HollandReno.org, and we also have Instagram HollandReno, um, and it's you know, music, art, everything. Yep. Is there anything that jumps out at you that you're particularly excited about? When does this come out? Uh, what's Monday, today? Saturday, Tuesday. so Monday. Monday. So on Tuesday, I'll plug my own event. On Tuesday is an installment of this video night that I do, and I invite contemporary artists that I like to screen their videos and also alongside like videos that have inspired them or provide context to their work. And it like could be anything. It could be like a news piece or it could be another artist worker. It could be like a GIF or it could <laughs> be like a viral video. Somebody used an ASMR video, you know, and like a TED talk, you know, and so it could be anything. And um, on Tuesday, I'm really excited because it's this LA based painter, Devin Troy Strother, who got really famous in the past couple of years doing um, kind of like these Michael Jordan paintings at first, but now he runs this like amazing uh, POC publishing company called colored uh colored publishing and they just put out all these rad art books and rad merch and nice yeah so anyways that's, that's tuesday mm-hmm. what is that january 29th 7 to eight fifteen p.m yep Perfect. yeah that everything and you know like the thing about it like the whole purpose is like people aren't really exposed to video art that often especially in a town where there's not a lot of venues that show art and um being able to like sit down with your friends and like just watch something for less than an hour you know totally like low stakes um i just like that looks cool um yeah looks and and yeah the calendar is full so if you guys (laughs) need inspiration if you're bored if you need a date night if you need whatever get on the hollandproject.org calendar and it's hollandreno.org i'm so sorry i just (laughs) i just closed it too but yeah Yeah, i i I'd call out, yeah, I think your video night is an amazing one. Um, 
we have a chainmail workshop. We oh, have a, yes. We have a Twin Peaks bingo night coming up. Which we're still <laughs> looking for an MC. Mm. There's there are a bunch of shows. We have Poetry Out Loud, which uh, Sean has participated in before. That will be at the Nevada Museum of Art. We oh, have, that's next month? Yeah, we have Scholastic nice. Art Awards next month. We have a Euro Rave. Also, shout out. Euro uh, Rave? I'm down Euro for that. Euro Rave, yeah. I went to London and I went to a bunch of basement raves. It was awesome. Yeah. Basement raves. And, in uh, and Angela Davis will be at UNR. Yeah. Oh, February 6th. I can't believe we almost yeah. forgot mm-hmm. about it. So I'm wow. excited about that one as well. Next, nice. next coming up next week. Yeah, next. everyone should go to that. I think it's like definitely can fit everybody in Reno in that theater, right? We I mean, UNR, when I was at the game the other night, I mean, it's on their, their billboard. Like, Oh like, really? Yeah, like when yeah. you pull into the parking lot. So I mean, everyone, everyone going to every basketball game, seeing that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's cool. Very cool. All right. So before we go, we need a tagline for this episode. Like, what are we gonna call it? Do you guys? Lizzo changed my life. <laughs> Lizzo changed my life. <laughs> Holland no, kids. No, it's gotta be Holland. We'll, we'll Holland kids. Think about that for a second, and then our last question is. Tell people why they should support Holland and how. Uh, because it's where kids grow up in Reno and where community comes together. And you can do it by volunteering. You can um, give money if that's your thing or you can just show up. That's a thing. You can be a member. You can be yeah. a member. Talk we about got a that membership. real quick. How yeah. can people become a member? All you have to do is go to the website and you can click on the donate button when there should be a membership button if you're using your phone. And it's a way for people to just give, you know, like five, like as little as they want. It's like as little as five dollars and then as much as you want. And it's a monthly recurring thing. So like Netflix or K-Wink has one, you know, everyone's got a membership program, but um, it's like an easy way that everyone can donate just a little in their budget. And you get perks and free yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really, su- you know, we don't always support the places we do before the perks or like rarely do we. But there are perks to being a Holland member. And But do it for, do it not for the perks. Do it to support your community. Go to the website and fucking sign up to become a member yeah. for $5 mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. Listeners. As someone who's on the board of directors and deals with the financials. I can say if all of our listeners signed up and donated $5 a month, it would make a huge difference in the funding and uh, what we can provide for the community. We change the space, that's for sure. It really keeps the doors open. So take five minutes, it's $5, that's like one less fucking coffee a month for you to support something that can make it your $5. It's like one of those infomercials, your $5 can make such a difference. Way more than that caffeine yeah. that you're going to buy will make a difference Especially in your life. Especially at Starbucks when it's all sugar. Don't even get started mm. on your anti-Starbucks. Though. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever though. Yeah, I always like, when I first signed up to be a member, it was a long time ago, it was before we officially launched it, and I was like, I've decided to give up four cold brews every month, <laughs> you know? like, And I think people really do, I think that makes sense to people. I mean, I, I look at it as like, what's the amount I'm going to donate that I'm not even going to notice isn't there? Yeah. Five bucks well, isn't a lot. Well, nice. and we do honor people. Mine was we, much. It was higher than five dollars. Mm-hmm. We like and also understand that everyone is asked to give to everything, and these memberships are really popular. So for people who live 
anywhere, but you know, probably mostly for locals. If you also have a membership with K-Wink or you have a, um, you donate to the ACLU or you are a member at the Museum of Art or some, you know, you also support things that we value in this community, then you can have a membership for $3. It's called our citizen membership and you get the same perks as another, as other members. Um, and so if that, these are such small amounts of money, though. Come yeah. on, people. I know, but it's like not everybody like, please can donate. afford it. You know. I I mean three dollars. Okay, come on, three dollars a month, Alana. Come on. I I get this. it, Sean. But I also this. like get that everyone's getting hit up all the time. This is a small. I'm talking about people you know? in my age bracket. Our number yeah. one listener bracket is people between the ages of 35 and 44. You can afford like 10 bucks a month to support Holland mm-hmm. or other things that you like. So get out there and start supporting your community. Before your kids are teens. Well, and I'd say, <laughs> I'd say too, since we have artists and musicians in the room, you know, that uh, it's important to go to stuff. It's important to buy work. It's important to support uh, the artists in our, in our world as best mm-hmm. you can. And that's showing up, that's supporting their work, that's funding their projects. Um, so yeah, it's membership, but it's also, uh, you know, being present. Maybe the tagline is how to support your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about show up, get out of the house and show up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like like presence over presence. Salute to premium Pete. Pete. My guy, premium Pete. Salute to you. Presence (laughs) Presence over presence. There we go. Boom. That well, his daughter. Alana and Britt, thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to come sit down and join us Definitely. and talk about something you're so passionate about. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, you very guys. much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Again, check it out. HollandReno.org mm-hmm. on, the, on the internets to uh, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, whatever. Up in the Mixed, the mixed out out live, live on everything. Whatever. And you can check us mm-hmm. out every Friday night on K-Wink from mm-hmm. 9 to 11 playing the best of all things hip hop on KWNK 977 mm-hmm. or KWNK or org. yeah mm-hmm. bingo and uh, this is De La Foto I'm out yeah until next time this is Sean peace Jeffy. peace